1: It's a new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders, kind of. Lavon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed where you should put your money down on all the games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sportsbook, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Okay, now, so where do you do this? That's mybookie.ag. It's the right play. You bet, you win, and they pay. They've got live in-game betting on every NFL game, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. You can get up to one hundred, get up to one thousand dollars first deposit bonus, double your first deposit. All you got to do is use promo code chair c-h-a-i-r to activate the offer visit MyBookie online today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code chair c-h-a-i-r when creating your account and claim that bonus bet win get paid and if you never want to hear an ad like this again subscribe to the sun Ranto show for early and ad free listening Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O, and subscribe today for only a dollar. You know it's the right thing to do. Do it! Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby, Sunranto. Michael Cotton! Sunranto. Red It's the Sun Ranto Show, brought to you by Supercuts. No, not really. Um, Hey, guys. uh, I'm Danny Rocket. This is the Sun Ranto Show. We got uh, Michael Cotton, who you just heard screaming, and uh, squeaking in the background, back on the show, by popular demand, it's Crawley. Oh, glad to be back. And uh, Michael Cotton, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right.
2: I mean... I'm doing as okay as a Cubs fan can do right now. Like the rest
1: of my life is fine. <laughs> so. And Crawley, how are you? you? You're back at uh, at the old grind, working again.
3: Back to the old grind, working, but uh, happy to be at Wrigley on Wednesday night versus those Giants. But uh, you know, like are, Michael said, you know, finally winning a road series. How about it?
2: Yeah. Are you at a? Uh, are you at work again? Will we be hearing the? The chimes going and children. There will be, there asking. will
3: be, there will be no pleasant bells going off. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I can oblige with that. I at least have a, a, <laughs> a juice harp here, so. Does that make up for the chimes? Yeah, Works not really. For me. <laughs> well, uh, since you came back on the show, Crawley, I um, I made you a little song that I could play you uh, every time uh, you do something on the show that uh, I'm impressed by. It goes like this.
4: Maybe. And
1: creepy crawlies. Found that for you. And uh, then I felt bad because I didn't make Michael Cotton a song. Uh, And not for a while, anyway. We had uh, Dan Nielsen singing Michael Cotton for a while. (laughs) But uh, I didn't include that on this new one. But I I got you a new one for every time you say something I I disagree with. Hi, Cotton. by Alabama, yes. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I, I should speed that up a little bit. Let's see. Let's uh, let's try it fast. Let's see. Oh, that's the one, right? Yeah, yeah that's sure Yeah, and then I and then I did one for me when I say uh, something incredible. Yeah, <laughs> Rocket Man. He's always right about the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we'll be playing those throughout the show at everybody's uh, annoyance. But yeah, th- uh, this has just become like the you know like
2: the most braggadocio show ever for you right now, Danny. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I w- might as well start there. <laughs> so, and uh, I did want to say thanks to everybody who came out uh, to uh, Gallagher Way on Saturday to come see the Bleacher Bum band play. We, uh, you know, and man, thanks to my band for showing up because they just learned all these songs, you know. And I put them yeah, up there. How'd, how'd the show go with the, the zombie bleacher bum band? It was awesome. Uh, we were like a more jangly, like 60s rock band. But it was really great to play outside of Wrigley. And the stage was awesome. And Joe Shanahan, who runs the Metro, was there. And he loved us. So, like, that's all good. So, we worked it out. Like, we did the best we could. And um, it was so much fun to just be playing that event. And I went and saw Antobalis last night. And that was that was amazing. I love Afrobeat music. And if you don't know Antibalas, you should check him out because they came in from Brooklyn, but they've made Chicago kind of their second home. They love it here. So at least that's what they told the crowd. You know, we were. Oh, driving, yeah, of course. We were driving in on Lakeshore Drive, <sighs> <sighs> you know, <laughs> so now, uh, how,
3: now what did you think of that whole block party really was so is it the second one?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't aware that they did it last year, but uh, I mean, if maybe they did, uh, it was fun, fun as hell. A lot of people showed up. They had uh, bands that were very popular in Chicago, and I think Metro kind of booked it a lot, you know, with G Man and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it, because it doesn't necessarily have
2: the the feel of Cubs on it, you know, like. It was obviously it was at Gallagher way with yeah. the park and all that. Then, but, then it
1: would be country music. I'll sing it about like Republican morals.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> if the Cubs were in charge. Bill, like, Billy Corrigan would have been out there. Yeah, all let's by get himself. Yeah, it'd be uh, Pearl Jam. Well, no, you can't put Pearl Jam in that. They, he's got to play inside. That's the next step for the band playing well at first i think we try to get in the metro and play hot stove cool music if we could play that then i feel like we made it next step next step we open for pearl jam at wrigley field oh that would be i have i have lofty goals i have lofty goals so uh we're gonna try to get another gig uh at the end of september i'm gonna email them and And uh, try to get something like there's a Cardinals. We play the Cardinals at the end of the season. So that should be fun, right, everybody? (laughs) But you guys um, should really play at some point. They need to get you
2: at Cubs convention because you would be perfect in the fucking doldrums of winter on the, you know, at the hotel there. Just a quick, you know, like a 20 minute set. That would be That'd be great to start it off or something. Oh yeah,
1: no we can...
3: maybe maybe for the Dempsters deal. I was going to
1: say we. I, I actually uh, a friend of mine used to play. Uh, I think he was the guitar player in Dempsters deal. So they they put together a late night band like they were all hired guns. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So anyway, we're going to try to play one of those, if not both of those uh, Cardinals games, like on that Saturday over those last two weekends. I think uh, we we should go out, no matter how this season ends for the Cubs. Uh, we're gonna go out rocking or or launch the playoffs, rocking. So, um, so yeah, let's get into this. Uh, the Cubs, they finally won a goddamn road series. It took three motherfucking months. Uh, to- and the road series had to be in two completely <laughs> different <laughs> places. Yeah. So technically, they didn't win in Pittsburgh. They split in Pittsburgh, and they won the one game. Uh. Not that's not even a set anymore. The one game, it's almost like right. a promotional, whatever. No, but, it's it's like a makeup.
2: They, you know, it's it's kind of like when they played the Astros uh, in Miller
1: Park. Miller Park. Like, yes.
3: Yeah. I'm just gonna say though, I don't care if it was the Little Sisters of the Poor with the corpse of Mother Teresa pitching. I'm ta- <laughs> I'm taking it a hundred percent as a victory, and I had a little bit of champagne partly because I drink too much. <laughs> And partly because they finally won a goddamn road series, so I was going to celebrate. I don't care what bum they had out there. I don't care what team it was. Shit, you know, the Marlins, the White Sox, all these terrible teams have had road victories this summer. Oh, wait, so wait, yeah. Celebrate. Are
2: you, You're talking about the teams that have just recently beaten the Phillies and the Pirates, and <laughs> the Cubs shouldn't have had any problem with these two teams.
1: Yeah, correct. And and it took three whole months. The last time that it happened was uh, against Washington, D.C., who we face this coming weekend. And um, sorry to give away your secrets, Cup damas uh, but uh, that was back on May 19th. That is crazy. And then I saw uh, Chris Kompka on Twitter tweeted out that this is the worst home road differential since 1933. When they went... 30 and 45 on the road. This team's worse.
3: But I'll I'll tell you, Danny, this is what we talked about the last time that I was on here is that it's just, it is, it just, it defies logic. It defies the odds. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And that's, that's why this team has been so frustrating that if you've been on Cubs social media, Twitter, whatever, like people are just losing their minds over this because it makes no damn sense.
2: Yeah. It's, it's the absolute, like, craziest feeling that we, here we are deep into august the cubs are in first place and nobody's happy
1: well, well because they <laughs> nobody's look like shit. fucking happy because they're losing Lynn's stupid ways you know i mean you know for example this so-called uh road series win it should have been a sweep technically um there's two things reasons that it wasn't a they didn't score any fucking runs I mean, they scored enough to win almost, but then, you know, we got fucking bull, bull penis to death. And then even in <laughs> one of the games they won, they barely scored any runs. And it was tight the whole time. Finally, they fucking made it happen after, like, learning how to play Little League again and sliding down a hill on a cardboard box. Like, yeah, and that's what people are crediting, which is crazy because you're like, no, it's they didn't win a series because they're a good baseball team. It was that they learned to be children again by sliding down the hill. But so, which
2: is ridiculous because obviously the Pirates were there doing the same shit, right? Like, just because we didn't watch that video, there has to be a video out there of, like, did the, the Pirates go to Williamsport and we're like, oh, fuck you kids. Yeah, we're look- not coming out. We're not talking <laughs> to the kids. You know, they they threw, you know, they threw baseballs at their heads and yeah, shit. Well, like,
1: that's what, they they didn't show those videos because that's what they were doing. Clint Hurdle was teaching everybody how to throw at everybody and how to get in brawls. They're like, eh, we, this isn't really MLB mater- material.
2: Clint Hurdle's over there with, like, a wad of chew for every kid that comes up to him. He's yeah. like, let me show you, like, this is what baseball's about. A the- wad of chew, and a fucking, and he shows him a bruise. They're called guys
1: throw balls at me all the time. It doesn't hurt. They're they're calling back to the truck. We can't use any of this stuff, guys. We can't use any of it.
3: <laughs> you know, <laughs> as, as, as funny as it sounds, though, I think that there is something to be said of these guys. I, I kept saying that, it, to me, it seemed like the Cubs had the yips. There's no other way to describe why they were so bad. So I don't know if maybe just a relaxed atmosphere, not having to sit there answering questions from reporters, just having fun. I can't say that that was going to do it, but I just saw a team on Sunday that looked a hell of a lot different. Like you said, even after the two wins on Friday and Saturday, was any, or the loss on Friday, which they couldn't hit Musgrove, and then they couldn't hit that lefty on Saturday. And you're just wondering what is going on? It was just mind blowing. Yeah, and then on Sunday, I don't know. They just played relaxed.
2: Yeah, they, they were relaxed. I, it didn't hurt them by any means. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Danny here that, like, that doesn't change who they are. They might have been a little bit more relaxed. But, I mean, we still got a – I mean, we got a little puckered up in the ninth inning last night, and we were up by seven. So, <laughs> it's like, you know, that's what I'm saying is, you know, they, they didn't change that much. They should have won the first game in this series – in the exact same fashion but they didn't
1: so well before we totally get into the games let's like lay a little cubs news on everybody and it kind of relates to the games but kimbrell came back yesterday but he did suck and they put him in and then here's the excuse for this oh well he's got to have the adrenaline going it's got to be bases loaded and like i mean it wasn't up by a
2: run or something it wasn't a closer situation there really was no point to him going out there. I, I mean, he just, I get it. He just came off the aisle, get him a little work in a low-leverage situation. But don't we understand, like, almost everybody believes that closers don't do well in non close situations regardless of the situation. So you're not going to send him out there and he's going to give up, you know, say he gives up two, three runs, they win the game anyway, but you're not making him feel better. He's not coming out of that. Like, he didn't feel good last night when he left that game.
1: Well, You know what he, I mean? It's just he, not a good idea. He gave up the homer, and uh, his ERA is now 6.08. Now, I don't know if he cares what his ERA is, but it's still 6.08. And a lot you know, of those runs came by throwing him in into garbage games that he had no business being in. Like the double, give up the trouble in this
3: situation is the Cubs should have signed him in the offseason. The Cubs should have given him spring training. You, you know, you saw it with the Cardinals, I think, last year with Brett Cecil, is that these guys just – it's just very difficult to do this. So you're trying to get this guy meaningful game times. He's already been injured once, and now all of a sudden you're trying to find innings for him to throw, like you said, Michael, a non-high leverage. And he gave up a home run, and he hit the next batter. It was uh, Starlin Marte. Jack, <laughs> oh, Right.
2: He did. I forgot he hit
3: that guy. Right. But then after that, he had two strikeouts, which, again, I think, like I said. Which is the perfect time to pull
2: him, Crawley. If I know anything about baseball, it's when you get a guy out there who gets two straight strikeouts,
1: pull his ass right away. (laughs) <laughs> well, I I think they're treating him like spring training. Like, how many pitches did he throw? He's probably on a freaking pitch count. You it know, it was
3: an absolute pitch count. That's exactly why they pulled him. Was the the pitch count was getting high? And like you said, it's just a situation that you're going to have to be. He's you got to be careful with him just because he hasn't had his normal warm up. He hasn't had a normal
1: season. And unfortunately, high these days means fifteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 what The fuck, you know? Uh, Q is out there for only ninety two. Um, I wondered why they pulled him, you know, in, in that game three there. I mean, just like because l- the bullpen's been so terrible, just like let him have a couple of days off and like sort through things. I mean, yeah, and we're going to talk about Q. He's been amazing oh, this yeah. month, and he can totally go
2: another inning. Like 92, he goes out there and pitches, say, 20 more pitches, right? Like a 20-pitch inning is not a great inning. So, you know, we're, we're being conservative here with the 20 pitches and that you're at 112 pitches. I think the guy can handle it.
1: Yeah. And also you, the way the bullpen's been, I mean, I'd rather see like these dudes get stretched out like this last month. Maybe that's the plan. You know, maybe you don't, you don't want to kill them now in August. Then you stretch them out a little bit more in September so you can get more innings out of them in the playoffs because, if Q it's is, not
2: going to matter if we don't make it to the fucking players. I know,
1: I know. But So it's tough because it's like a tortoise and hare thing. Like, you know, how do you manage the overall, like, pitching staff? You know, when it's been, I mean, there's been more turnover in this pitching staff than there has been on this show this year. <laughs> and that's saying a lot because we've had a lot of guest hosts this year and uh, a lot of, like, you know, so, but I'm saying, like, the whole pitching staff, except not really the starters, but the whole pitching staff in the bullpen has been totally different. And, like, you don't even know who you can trust back there because, you know, you just don't know. Everybody's, like, capable of a shit inning at any given time. Well, because, A, it's a bullpen, and all bullpens are like that, and, B,
2: everyone in the world knew that the Cubs didn't have a great bullpen and they didn't do anything in the offseason to fix that, and they have been just patching that shit together through this whole season so why would you feel comfortable with anybody back there?
3: It's it's been a mess, and I keep thinking what would happen if the Cubs didn't trade for uh, Castellanos, and what would happen if it wasn't for the uh, emergence of Rowan Wick, who's really kind of come on and just absolutely saved this team. It's been a
1: well, he saved that game on Saturday. Uh, you know, he he Chatwood walks the leadoff man because they were trying to stretch him into like a three inning save there and uh then uh wick came in and saved his ass but yeah you're right man without him and without man if castellanos especially from the right side like somebody needs to be able to hit left-handed pitching because nobody else can on this team you know
3: right those two those two guys right now if you you know i don't know what's going to happen in the next month month and a half of baseball but if those two guys right now have kept you in it when things have been looking the bleakest, to be honest.
1: Yeah, they really have. And uh Well, uh,
2: let's give some love to the Cardinals and the Brewers for also sucking through this entire stretch.
1: Yeah. Playing true. the
2: exact same way the Cubs are.
1: So and they sent Dwayne Underwood down when Kimbrell came back too. And um, you know, kind of kinda speaking of uh like the moves that are moving around, Zagunas was up, but he didn't play last night, did he? They yeah, he
2: got a he got who? one at bat.
1: Oh, got I one think at he it. got a pitch hit
2: at bat because because they were talking about His nickname is Goonie or Yep, Goon, yep, yep. You know, yep. and they are talking about it being like uh, hockey stuff. So oh, that's but- the only reason. Because honestly, it said Goon on the back of his shirt. I didn't know who the fuck they were talking about until they showed his name on the TV.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, how did he? I was here, and he was like a 26th man, right? Yeah, yeah. they they got to have an extra player.
2: Yesterday for what reason?
1: I don't know. Uh, because it, of
3: the neutral site. Yeah, but who? what does that have to do what, with anything? It, 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 apparently it because of the travel. I know you're not traveling far and you're not doing much, but that was the reason that they had it.
1: So, Well, it's going to happen uh, every game next year, right? Don't, isn't there an extra man starting next year? I seem to remember we talked about that in the offseason. That's yeah. one of the big changes coming. I don't know if it's right. a done deal, but, you know. Well, here, here's the thing like that makes my fucking brain just
2: ache when the MLB does something like this. So just because they had to go from Pittsburgh to Williamsport, same state, right? right. They, same state. They got an extra man. Right. Each team did. Well, that would mean that every single time... You went from one town to another town, you should get an extra man.
1: Can I I get an extra man in your shitty 2020 schedule when I've got to travel (laughs) from St. Louis to San Francisco and play two games in 24 hours? Can I get an extra man then? No.
2: Right, yeah. Makes no sense, sense. They just randomly just decided, let's have an extra person on this game. And I get what you're saying, Crawley, like how they justify it. It just still doesn't make any sense.
3: No, it doesn't make any sense. And, and honestly, I I think Len Casper's talked about it a couple of times. What would make a hell of a lot more sense is to have a 30-man roster, but only 25 guys you're allowed to play every day.
2: I, I think that's mm-hmm. where we're going. I think that's what, uh, when they were talking about adding the extra guy and stuff like that, the idea was that you would have extra guys to choose from, but only certain ones, like a 25-man active well that's how you and carry. and
1: that's how it's going to work now in the uh um, in september right yeah yeah you can i only, hope so
2: i and that sounds like a great idea because then you can just give guys days off
3: right and you don't have to do the shuffling of the lineups or the guy you know he's gone down one day hides in the closet and comes back out the next day and done it, none of that silliness you know it, <laughs> when you get into those 14 inning games i mean that's you, you won't gonna gonna have you
2: won't have hop along uh, bad leg discalso
1: <laughs> stumbling yeah, around who, bases. Who, who and, by the way, is killing it down in Triple I guess his foot is totally healed. But, <laughs> the, no,
2: you, he, he's it's being evaluated. The only way he is getting around the bases is that he gets to try
1: because he's hitting home runs. Yeah, amazing. He's already got, let's see, two home runs down there in four plate appearances. <laughs> so... Boy, I I know that's a, a small sample size, but, oh, wow. We could use that in September. I mean, who knows? Maybe he comes up and is a valuable piece of the you know the situation, the pressure pressure's off down there, and he'll come up and just be a role player, and I don't know. He shouldn't start, for, but maybe, I don't know.
2: It, well, yeah, it's, depth. I still, it's depth. I still don't know what the end game is for that guy.
1: Yeah, because it's just been so bad. There's, like, nothing you can do. <laughs> and plus, like, what are you going to – I mean, because Benny – Benny, oh, I gotta play the song. I gotta can play Bill. Back. Yeah. Benny come back. Benny come back. <laughs> Any kind of Van fan can see. see there was, was baseball. baseball. And everything. And here comes Artie. I like playing them together. Benny
5: come back. Benny come back. Any fan can see. You can blame it on there Julie. Was baseball. It's like a round. <laughs> <laughs> <Everything> <laughs> Just can't, can't live, live without, without you. Benny come back. You can blame it on Julie.
1: Julie. She, she was, was wrong. wrong.
5: We can't win without you.
1: Yeah, because Benny's going to come back. And what's the scouts going to take away A-Bs from him? Probably not. I mean, he's just, you know. So
2: this, this is a weird thing. So, like, if the guy's not on the roster. Well, but I guess he is on the 40-man. He's just on the I-L. Like, because oh. it, it, it's that weird thing. Like, if they're not on the roster before September 1st, then they're not eligible for the playoffs.
3: Correct. He's on, yeah, and he's on the 40 man roster just But he's the, on I, he, IL. Yeah,
1: he's but he's on the IL. So Isle. he would be eligible. Zobrist would be eligible too if he comes which I mean, I, everybody thinks he's going to Tennessee right now, right? He's going
3: yeah, they said he's not in Iowa, so he's going to be in Tennessee, so I don't know if he has what, some stuff to take. What if care he comes b- still but
1: Yeah, well, Tennessee's where he filed for divorce, so Correct. Uh, yeah, might have yeah, to go well, sign a few papers. Sir-
2: also, Tennessee is where a lot of hitters go to get back. You know, like you think of it like going down to Triple A as the top level, but they send a lot of guys to Tennessee if they're just hitting, if they're just trying to get you know back into shape. You know, the Double A for whatever, whatever reason, reason, the Double A seems to be like where they're developing. I mean, the I, I
1: kind of thought, and maybe it's not true, but I mean, nobody knows that he's coming to Tennessee. You think he just kind of comes up on Tuesday? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. I mean, I don't know how long it takes him, but you know, he's, I think he's been doing pretty well from all. I mean, I know they're only talking about when he does something good. Yeah, They don't don't tell you about the, you know, (laughs) the the two strikeouts and and when he got picked off first. Yeah.
3: (laughs) You know, this is, I've never kind of really, the only comp that you have to this is the Sandberg situation years ago. And, and even then he, he retired and then came back later. Uh, to start the season but this is bizarre in the way that the amount of time he's been gone and then also the amount of like what he's doing is he's you know he was at Myrtle Beach for a couple di- for a couple like I think like a week and then they just do it a week at a time and they keep moving him around yeah he's so just playing like
2: one series go. with the team right yeah it's weird right
3: right he's doing like about a, like a week at a time maybe one maybe two series and then going back home and then he kind of pops back somewhere else. So, uh, you know, it's one of those bizarre things that I don't know how ready he is. And I don't know, uh, you know, there's the physical aspect of the game and there's the mental aspect of the game. And I don't know, you know, if he's always going home and all that other stuff. I don't know how it's going to play out, you know.
1: Well, it's a lot different. I I know that I've heard from ball players that it's con- considerably different. To, in fact, I think Ron Coomer said this the other day, but I've heard it before from other people that the difference between playing in a major league baseball stadium and a minor league baseball stadium is significant. Like just he's like even when you're trying to catch a ball, you don't have like you usually have the backdrop of a sky you know when you're trying to catch the ball in a minor league in a major league stadium, you have a backdrop of people like standing up and drinking beer.
3: Not only that, they were talking last night about how they had added lights for the game last night because at some of the stadiums, you know, the the lighting may not be exactly what it is in a night game or something like that. Oh, especially but, at Wrigley.
2: Yep. Well, he's used to it from Wrigley. It's the darkest stadium in the league.
3: But I'm taking a look here. So far, Zobers has played nine games with three different minor league affiliates. So yeah, played, see,
2: that's why I was thinking he was just – he's doing like three-game series and then but, he, what he, what he did
3: was he did class A with South Bend first he played 3 games and then went 3 games with class A Myrtle Beach which again that's low A to high A and then he did 3 with or he did 3 with Iowa which is triple A and now he's going 3 with uh the Smokies, which is their Double A, so there's really, like I said, there's no rhyme. Or, I mean, they may have a rhyme or reason, I just can't figure it out yet.
1: The Ben Zobris Magical Mystery Tour, right? So I mean, I yeah, don't know. I forgot, how many he, I forgot he was in Iowa first. Now he's in Tennessee. Now, right?
2: And he's he's two got for a eight home, and he's, he's got a home in, in Nashville.
1: Well, we yeah, so. n- we know he really pounds um, high A pitching because he had two home runs there. <laughs> so right. Both and two eight.
3: for eight against triple A pitching. Yeah,
1: both both solo shots too, so he'll fit right in back in on this team.
3: Well in,
2: in two for eight so on uh you know the triple A pitching, that's not you know, that's not bad. It's two fifty, we'll take it.
5: Yep. Yeah. Uh
2: you know, whatever. Did he get any walks? That's what I want to
1: know. I mean it's they've made so many moves, I just didn't, don't even know like where he fits right now. You know what I mean? Like you got Castellanos now, you got I mean, you got Russell back up. You know, and then rosters expand, so everybody's just going to be hanging around. So I just don't know, like who gets the playing time at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's what's weird. Uh, you know, does that is weird trying I mean, to
2: bring him back and who goes down?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're trying to get. Ha- I mean, he's going to play second, right? So, but then you're like, well, you know, they brought Russell up for the better defense up there after Bodie and and Hap proved that they can't play the infield at all. Yeah, you know? and
2: I and I prefer. Russell going down just on personal reasons, but he's clearly the only guy they have that can take Javi's spot
1: if he goes. Yeah, he's the only backup shortstop because when Javi got sick, and then there was nobody, and it was just terrible, and then they lost because of it, pretty much. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
3: and 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 you got to take a look here. There are so many now. You just got this hodgepodge of you got you got. Kemp, you got Zobrist, you got Bodie, you got, you got all these guys and you're just going to try to figure out, Descalso, all these guys are going to come back and how you're going to get these guys at bats or how these guys are going to get playing time. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, unless the games go like 15 and you need lots of pinch hitters, like nobody's getting in, it's just (laughs) going to be a lot of like old, old guys sitting there, but Hey, us old guys love sitting there. So it might go well. (laughs) Um, and then the last bit of Cubs news before we get into the uh the the meat of the program uh is um well the spring training schedule's out and I that's not really exciting news but you know uh, you can look at it start planning your trip uh the only really like weekend that looks good where you could see um there's two of them where you can see games at Sloan is either the like a bunch of games at Sloan like in a row like The 19th of March, 20th of March, and 21st of March, there's games three days in a row at Sloan, and that's the most in a row over a weekend, if that's what you're looking to do. And then there's like Brewers and Mariners on February 29th and March 1st. Are you guys going? I missed it last year completely because I got sick.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to try, but I'm also kind of, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the London trip also.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think I'd rather go to London than Phoenix again. (laughs) Oh, I'd rather go to London anytime.
3: Right. There's not a lot
2: of places I wouldn't choose over Phoenix. I don't like going there. The only reason I do go there is because the Cubs are there. Uh, So I'm never planning it. Let's just say that. Sometimes I go.
5: Yeah, but I, I don't
2: plan it.
1: Yeah, if I go, it'll. Uh, I'm gonna try to. But the reason I want to go, I was talking to Bleacher Jeff about it last night, and we were like looking at the schedule and wondering if we wanted to play some like out of town gigs and like do kind of like a Cubs caravan trip with the Bleacher Bum band, and we go and like rock a show and catch a couple games, and like basically ruin a city like St. Louis or something. <laughs> You know, and uh, so we were talking about that and just making plans, and, and I was like, well, how about spring training? So maybe we'll, you know, catch one of those out there because that could be fun. Um, last time, though, I mean, I don't know why our events always end in fights. We're a peaceful band. We sing a song called No Fighting in the Bleachers, and, like, the last time we played spring training, you know, people got kicked out of the bar for peeing on the side of it. Um, Fucking the uh, even John Baker Day, which is for domestic violence. There were two fights and people got kicked out of it. And I'm like, what? Uh, there was a just... fight after our gig, um, a couple months ago. Hey, people keep
2: fucking around, and we're going vegan. It's going to be a vegan party. It'll be uh, <laughs> cucumber juice and fucking you know non alcoholic beer. Like it'll be nothing.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to play it. We
2: will. Times we will turn this fucking car around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love your new sound. Times are not I pretty much only need the high cotton part, right? I can oh, just yeah. go. You, you, yeah, that's all. You I should need. really start it with a uh, with a bong rip. High cotton. I yeah, know. that yeah. would take effort. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how I feel about effort. So, I, that's the that's the last thing I have to say about that. But check check it out. I do want to do a couple, of like at least one big fun like rock and roll road trip next year. So, look for that. Um, so let's uh, get into a little. Uh,
3: so I picked up this rake at Home Depot.
1: Little rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. Tell me about my cubbies. All right. Well,
2: uh, the Cubs. It wasn't great. Let's just start there. But the Cubs' top three guys in the last week are Castellanos, KB, and Rizzo. All three of them have two homers apiece. All three have come around and scored three times. And there's less than 100 points between the three in OPS. But I'm going with the bottom, the lowest OPS, which is Rizzo this week. Because despite only hitting 200 and having the least amount of hits, he has driven in the most runs. So he's doing damage in the right times and uh he has the best obp and he's only struck out two times in that
1: it's nice to see this power outage ending and you know what i think it is i think that he's got some buena beef with castellanos and uh i I really think this i was talking with crawley about it on the last show there's there's something here um Yeah, Rizzo is jealous. Like, you got Castellanos, like, fist bumping Joe, being like, oh, it's opening day, Joe, again. And Rizzo's like, oh, that's a good line. Why didn't I think of that? And he's all sad about it. Castellanos is big-nick energy. And, like, you know, Rizzo thinks that's him. And so I'm just thinking that uh, Rizzo's uh, kind of, you know, pulling up a little bit, finding his stroke again, because Castellanos has little, little buena beef under his ass. You think
2: Castellanos is a, you know, he's getting a little jealous there of the attention?
1: Yeah, I think Rizzo's getting jealous of the attention. And uh, so he's now he's pulling up a little bit. So that's why, you know, it's it's nice to see Rizzo with a little fire in his belly <laughs> instead of a way of beef. Or maybe a little hunger. A little hunger. Because <laughs> that, <was, laughs> that, that was the original thing. Yeah, I know. That was, Cause that Joe, was said... Joe
2: fucking throwing everybody under the bus, sort of. No,
1: didn't life. Joe say that? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought you do said we have Theo. a delay here. We might have a delay going Yeah. There's on. some <laughs> echoey thing going on oh, okay. sometimes. Anyhow, th- yeah, I agree with your rakes. Anybody to add to that, Crawley?
3: No, that, that, again, that about does it. Those are the guys that are raking right now.
2: Right. But would you choose Rizzo over the other two, or do you guys? Prefer one I, the I other think
3: guys. uh I think Rizzo really is somebody that this team kind of leans on to jump start him, so I think that's why it's really important and and what he said himself, he was uh, wired on the game last night, he said that was his best swing of the year, that home run it was a majestic shot that hit the scoreboard that was really something, so if he He's one of those guys that can just all of a sudden start hitting in bunches, and when he does, he carries the team on the back, on his back.
1: Because th- that other homer barely got over the fence, I think. That was a 2019 homer. That was an old school <laughs> double off the wall, maybe, or an out in a glove. But that's—I I forgot to mention that the uh, mic up. That's another thing he said to Castellanos. He goes up to him. He's like, "Hey, this is your first Sunday night game," and I was like, "That's a little like it's a little uh, snarky there." It was a little weird because, I mean, Castellanos is not a rookie. Oh, no, (laughs) but he just played in some shitty town like Detroit, and fucking Rizzo went up there and made sure that he remembered that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I did hear that, and I wondered. Like, it was odd. I have to assume he meant this year. I don't know. Because that's not how we said it. I mean, it's possible that Detroit hasn't had – a how many years is Castellanos
3: well Castiano's just said he, he went Castellanos, when Rizzo said that said it's been at least 2 years
2: yeah so yeah Castellanos has been in the league since 2013 he's had to have played a sunday night game at some point yeah
1: that's what i'm saying he wasn't earnestly asking him he was, was yeah he was throwing out. some motherfucking shade uh, i'm telling maybe. you there's, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm finding I'm, I, it's some robot style shit. I don't know about robot style. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into... I haven't
4: worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember
1: them? Crawley? do you remember your grunge days?
3: Oh, yeah. I, I had uh, my Doc Martens and I had some uh, flannels and all that. I do remember my grunge days.
1: Oh, how long was your hair, Crowley?
2: I've, oh. I've never seen you with long hair, but I imagine it, you had you had like... Shoulder length, uh, bob cut, maybe shaved underneath.
3: You are absolutely one hundred percent on it, my man. No, <laughs> show, about shoulder length, shaved underneath. Yeah, that was that was the grunge days.
2: Oh yeah, I, I had the same fucking haircut. Did you ride? Did you ride <laughs> a skateboard? We're a couple of white Midwest
1: guys. I know. I know what happens. <laughs> did you say whatever a lot? <laughs> whatever. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. we said
3: some whatever. Yeah, yeah we yeah, said yeah.
1: some whatever's. All right, so yeah, who flakes this week?
2: Who sucks? Yeah. So I'm not even used to considering this guy for this ignominious award here. But this week, it's pretty clear. The Flaker has to be Javi Baez with a 478 OPS. Against the Phillies and the Pirates, Javi has gone three
3: for eighteen with one walk. Now Uh, when we talk about Javi here, Javi is literally the walking version of the 2019 Cubs. I was looking at his home road splits. On, on home, he's slashing 325, 632 slugging, 986 OPS. All right? When you look at him away, the average goes down to 249. Wow. slugging goes down to 463, and the OPS goes down to 744.
2: Wow. So, yeah. That's surprising.
3: So you're not, you're not imagining things here. Like I said, he is literally the poster boy of, of the 2019 Cubs. The home road splits are just so dramatic.
1: You know, I saw Al Yellen also this is off of Javi but uh, I saw Al Yellen post an article on Bleed Cubby Blue about how Quintana is so much worse at Wrigley Field. Like he's got the opposite. he's better on the road. Q is. Anyway, yeah, that's that is so strange about Javi. I wonder why that is. I mean, it's just a weird fluky thing, right? You can't he did great last night and and, and you know, he's still making the plays in the field. I gotta Yeah, think. well, that's what
2: I was gonna say. The good news is he did hit, get two hits last night, so he may be coming out. Of
1: and this. people are saying, I and mean, he adjusts so quickly, and uh, you know, people are uh, saying, I mean, he did pull himself for being sick. Yeah, right? he was. You know, sick, so, so maybe so he, he might was, have been
2: battling that
1: for a few days. Yeah, maybe he sucked because he was sick. We'll just say that for now. Unless this continues,
3: <laughs> and like you said, that Javi is not a guy that it, when he's not hitting, he has nothing to offer you. You know, we all know about his defense and his base running and his baseball IQ. There's a lot that he still brings. So you take Javi on his worth, stay over most players on their best.
1: Absolutely. So uh, why don't we do some? Throw uh, it up, motherfucker. So uh, you know, this was not a real easy call this week
2: because four of the starters were pretty damn good. Uh, too bad there was no offense
1: to help them out in Yeah, some of these games. No, Cup should have won at least two of the games in Philly.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've got uh, Darvish didn't give up a run. Uh, Hendricks gave up one run, and Lester didn't give up a run. You know, they were all quality starts. Everything looked good. But pretty clearly, Quintana with two starts this week, 13 innings pitched, 21 strikeouts and one walk. Yeah, he kind of takes it. But, uh,
1: yeah, you got to give it to Q. He's getting a weird deco. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Uh,
2: no, so, yeah, he, he clearly looked like the best. Um, the opposition did score two against him, but only one was earned. And that is just an 069 ERA. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, and actually, so in August, Q has four starts of six innings, seven innings, six innings, and seven innings each. Too bad it wasn't
1: six innings, nine innings, six innings, nine <laughs> innings, because that would be nice.
2: Honestly, he in those two seven innings, yeah, starts, he, he probably could have. Uh, he has a .77 whip with 33 <sharp> strikeouts to one walk. That walk this week was the first
1: one all month. Wow. Him and Darvish are doing amazing. Because wasn't Darvish like 46 to two? Yeah, it was something, something crazy.
0: Yeah,
3: Out not, of curiosity, if the play, if we were in another one-game series and everything is what it is right now, who would be your starter, Quintana, or would you say Darvish?
1: I'd have to look at who we were facing to decide that, but you know, I think I would be comfortable with either one of them right now.
2: The way they're they're pitching, I I don't think you you could make a bad decision. So yeah, it would be more like what Danny's saying. Who who are they going against? And what are those?
1: And who did you have to throw out there to get to that moment? And whose turn is it in the rotation? Because it, it's going to be the next day. You know what yep. I mean? Like you'll obviously have to fight till the end, just like they did last time. So it's not like you can't like take your you know foot off the pedal at the end and just like you know throw Dwayne Underwood out there for a start. You know, although they might have to. Who knows? <laughs> you know, not to get a little. That's a little worst case scenario. E right there. Yeah,
2: it really is. Um No you know, when I was going through this and looking at it, it made me think of last year and Quintana and I remembered August is Quintana's worst month outside of like the cold of March, March and April. April. You know, like he's always played in Chicago, so it's like you know, playing pitching in Chicago in March and April is always gonna be kind of crappy. But uh, outside of that, August always his worst month. This year, it's his lowest ERA in a single month of his career at 1.38. Wow. Yeah, so like, I mean, he's kind of it's a completely different um, Quintana for an August because normally the uh, the August numbers kind of balloon. They get over four. So yeah. that's, a, that's a good I mean, it seems like it's trending in the right direction.
1: Yeah. If we were playing the Cardinals, I would just have to like, look up, you know, like right. who, who should go. And then it's really hard to like, I guess, take myself off of, you know, the idea that John Lester, who'd absolutely has not earned anything this year to be able to be the number one guy, but that, that dude has been your big game pitcher that starts the first game. If it wasn't Jake Arrieta, you know, back then, but you know, now maybe the, the, you know, because Quintana is kind of your number five is how you think of him in a weird way.
3: Originally, yeah, but but like I said, the second half has been bizarre. You know, like I said, it's been Darvish and Quintana who have been the, the steady guys in this uh, in the starting rotation. And both those guys have just looked absolutely impressive. You know, Darvish looks like the ace that they signed him to be. And like when you talk about John Lester, I'm looking at that start the other day, and man, that was just guts that he was able to get out of there with uh with a uh, without giving up any runs. I think the Pirates, I know they loaded the bases three times, two specifically against him, and they couldn't score. He, so, you know,
2: he's done that a lot. Though we were talking about that in 2016, 2017. Like it seems like at some point during every year, we we're talking about. Uh, John Lester getting out of bases, loaded situation. Yeah, but
1: sometimes they do score, and that's the issue. I think that's why he's not your number one because, like, he can dance out of it. He's smart enough. He's like a bulldog pitcher. But at the same time, you know, he has blown up a lot more than some of the other guys.
2: He's not going to be my one game starter. I mean, that's a weird game. Maybe I just bring him out in the. You know, in the fourth inning, with two guys on, and I just fucking throw it up. And well, see and it's what a,
1: happens. it's another weird question for you guys is that you know if if you're looking at even a the five game short series and you do win the division, who's out? Because somebody's out of that. You know, probably It doesn't have to be. You know, which is kind of interesting that you know could throw all five guys if you wanted to, but that doesn't usually happen. If you know, you might not even need to, but.
3: And like you said, with the time remaining, you know what I mean? Let's see what happens. I mean, it's way too early. Yeah. If Lester, Lester usually kind of right around this time period gets in these weird funks and then he works his way out of it. Hamels, they say they've noticed something a little bit mechanically since he's come back. You know, he's the one that really kind of struggled lately, uh, really badly. So hopefully they can fix that. And then Hendricks, you know, kind of hasn't been as what we're used to. But I could easily say that, you know, he's another guy that could all of a sudden just go on a run. Once these guys, all five are clicking, you know, they got such a good rotation.
1: Yeah, it really is like top to bottom. When, you know, especially because we've seen amazing starts out of all five of these pitchers this year. And I don't think there's really too many teams in baseball that can say that about their top five starters, if they even have five. Right. You know, they usually have like bullpen games every fifth day. If not every fourth day. so um, Okay, so, uh, and then you wanted to throw some uh, love to Tyler Chatwood for being good. And boy, what a revelation he's been. He's the only guy in the bullpen
2: this week that was any good. It was Tyler Chatwood. It's, and, uh, yeah, he's really come on. He comes in for two, three innings at a time, and he's been shutting people
3: down. The sad I, thing I don't is, know if
2: it's twenty seven million worth,
3: but <laughs> I'm gonna go the not. cheaper route and go with like I said, to me Rowan Wick is one of those guys that you're just starting to look at and, and the big knock on the Cubs is the inabil uh, when I'm talking about front office is just an inability to develop pitching. And that's the thing right now where you're kinda of taking a look at and saying, like, okay, we don't have any young pitchers in the pipeline, you know? And like you said, Chatwood's God compared to last year a lot better, but still 27 million, you know, for, for a closer. Not, not even, really a closer. No, he's, a,
1: he's a long man, he, long no, he's man. just yeah. your long man, mop yeah. up dude in a way. And, and your guy that can take some extras, like give you a nice short start right now if you need it, you know?
3: Right. But to see Roland wick kind of come in and, and you know, they, they were able to pick him up and, and that's kind of one of the things that you say to yourself where are these young guys down there that are going to be able to do that? And I, Wick's the one guy that's just really impresses you when you see the ball coming out of his hand. But the, the reactions of the hitters have really just kind of impressed me. And, and not a guy that's sitting there walking or beaning. I just don't feel like with Wick, with with Chatwood, and I think maybe from last year I still have some, you know, a little PTSD or something. Uh, Definitely. But- but when it comes to Wick, I'm calm when he's in the game. I don't think something bad necessarily is going to happen because of Wick. Where with Chatwood, I'm always just waiting for the wheels to fall off.
1: Well, and Wick's the only one that strikes anybody out these days out of the pen. You know, he's <laughs> right. got 20 strikeouts in 17.2 uh, innings. Uh, I mean, you know, the the whip is up there. You know, he's he's given up seven walks too. You, you know that that's been a bit of an Achille, Achilles heel. For the Cubs in the past, although I got some stats to share about how amazing it is, and it's mostly the starters that are not walking guys this year, um, specifically, well, Kyle Hedricks really never did, but specifically, you Darvish stopped walking people completely, and he used to walk a lot of dudes, and then Q Q didn't walk any hasn't been walking anybody either. Um, all right, where were we? How about blows? You just
5: put your lips together and
1: blow
3: yeah.
2: So you know, this was this was tough because everyone is terrible in the bullpen, and Hamill's imploded in Philly. Um, I think you know he might have been sick. So uh, I mean, maybe I'd give him a pass because he was ill. But can we just give it to the entire bullpen? Pedro Strop has been particularly bad, and Kimbrel was shaky last night with that first pitch homer. I don't even. I don't really even know what to say here. Like, maybe right. we just go okay. straight to the yeah. next bit. Yeah, we're, we're here, going please.
1: right in. Welcome to the state of the bull penis. Uh, it's where we discuss the Cubs' bull penis. Uh, I would characterize the bull penis as misused and abused. And I'll tell you why. Um, I mean, first of all, I think there's a lot of blame <laughs> for uh Joe Madden and we could got to start getting into game 1 here of this series uh, you know the game that the Cubs blew at the end you know you got a situation in this first game where you Phelps but I I forgot what a clean beautiful 8th inning looked like you know, because <laughs> right. Phelps really helps when he goes out there and two strikeouts uh just totally clean um did how many pitches Thirteen pitches. That's that's pretty good. So then, Kyle Ryan comes out there. He gets an out, and then there's like this infield hit that wasn't even his fucking fault, right? It, because it was uh, like Bodie again is standing at third base for some reason, even though he he forgot how to play infield. I don't know what the hell. Oh,
2: happened. Or, and you're talking about the the slow bouncer that
1: Javi had snagged to, with a bare hand. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, unfortunately, Bodie can't snag it with a glove. Yeah, that was <laughs> He weird. olayed it. He olayed it because he doesn't get in front of it. He, like, olays everything. I don't know what his fucking problem is. He get hit, hit in the balls recently. He can't get in front of it. I don't know what the issue is. They're supposed to have, like, the best, like, infield coach in the world with Butterfield. And, like, Bodie looks like total garbage out there. Yeah, so he, that he was had a-, a
2: rough week.
1: So anyway, my point about the bullpen is that then Joe goes and he's playing the matchups. I understand, but Joe goes out there and he and he changes pitchers and he brings in and, and Kyle Ryan has been great. Right? That was not even a hard hit ball. That was not a base hit. He already got an out in this game. Like you know, leave him in. Right? This is this has been a common thing with
2: Joe. For the entire time he's been with the Cubs, and we've talked about it a lot, something happens. It's out of the pitcher's control completely, and yet Joe goes out there and pulls him as if the pitcher did something wrong. It's well, it happened game seven. That's how Hendricks ended up leaving the game because the ump missed a call. Yeah, and he walked a guy, and then he fucking pulled him like little shit like that we see we've seen this through the whole time joe has been there and it is super frustrating and you know i
3: gotta i hate to ever agree with alex rodriguez but he talked about (sighs) sometimes the in the craziness of constantly going to the bullpen like i know KC wanted doing that the world series with that amazing bullpen and if you have that amazing bullpen sure but What gets me nervous about this is, like you said, all of a sudden one little fluke thing happens and now you're starting to go lefty-righty, lefty-righty, lefty-righty. Well, if something goes wrong and you've used your lefties and righties in the sixth and the seventh, now you've burned your bullpen a lot and all of a sudden you don't have anyone else to get up there except for whoever the worst last guy is on the bench. I just, Like I said, I just kind of feel like if a guy's rolling and he's getting out, let him get out unless there's some sort of huge, disparaging split of some sort, I would, I would see what the guy has. You know? Well, I, I, mean,
2: I totally agree with you, Carly. How many times have we seen a guy go out there, maybe strike out the first two guys, or he throws one pitch, gets an out, and then they pull him. Like that's, that happens all the time in baseball. And I, I've never understood it. It's like the guy is clearly feeling it. Even if the next guy up, he doesn't have great splits against he's feeling it right now maybe give him a shot i mean if it's a tie game or a one-run game and it's ninth inning you know maybe that makes the situation a little different but we see this shit in like the seventh inning all the time
3: right and then all of a sudden the guy that was feeling it and was hitting his spots the next guy comes in and for whatever reason he's not yeah because he's, he's, he's cool the
1: situation it's well, cold. He's in a dirty inning. Well, he's in a dirty inning. Not only that, but then it's specifically in this game, target you know, it's Kinsler, who just gets back from being hurt. Oh yeah. Totally rusty, and they and they put him in a in a high leverage situation. They he's the guy they should have
2: been in yesterday with a seven run lead. Exactly. Coming off the IL. That's where he should have been instead of yes, in the highest to,
1: uh, the highest leverage situation you could possibly be in. Well, that and sucked. then and then Kinsler couldn't find the plate at all, and that much was obvious. He's pitching to some fucking rookie. What was that guy's name at the end? He's a pinch hitter. Comes in. I didn't even know this guy before. You know what I'm talking about? The right. dude that and, walked and what, the wind, you, the tying run guy. If you're
3: if you're watching the game, I mean Tucker, you could, you could just see him running out of gas. I mean, he was just the time in between pitches, everything. He was literally, he mentioned it after the game, you know, the legs were just not under him, you know, and, and he, it was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, and, and so like, and so Joe goes out there and gets Kyle Ryan, who got a softly hit ball that David Bodie couldn't make a play on. That's what Kyle Ryan's been to. He got an out. And he got a softly hit ball, and Joe goes and gets him, and you know, and granted, it could be a split situation. You end up having to walk Josh Bell because you just do that, right? Because you're not don't want to get beat by him, but then you get beat by a 23 year old kid who nobody ever even heard of. That's a rookie who walks, and then uh, you know you let Newman, who Newman. yeah, Kevin Newman, who people also have never heard of. You let him beat you. It's like, "Oh, come the fuck on." Oh, the Josh I'd rather get beat by Josh Bell at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> than these guys cuz then you feel like an idiot. So like people say and it, it sucks that uh, even Kyle had to come out of this game but the Cubs weren't scoring. You need and that's the problem. If the Cubs score, then they somehow figure out how to hit Joe goddamn Musgrove, then you don't have to take Kyle Hendricks out of this game. Like, you know, 77 pitches. Well, And Here's another
2: thing Uh, I was listening to uh, Into the Basket. Julie DeCaro made a great point. The fucking pinch hitting is not good. Your pitchers are just as likely to get a hit as the fucking pinch hitters. So why are you pulling Kyle at that moment? Like, I get you want the offense. Kyle's okay with the bat. Like, I don't think you're losing a ton by leaving them in there, and then you get the next inning at least, especially 72 pitches.
3: It's It's been a – you know, when you have an offense that really can't do anything, that's what's just been frustrating about this whole situation. It's put so much pressure on everybody. It's put the pressure on the starters. It's put the pressure on the pen. You have no room for error, especially on the road. You're just looking at these games and just going, oh, man, you know, how are we going to get through this one? Like I said, you know that game on uh, Saturday that they won against the Pirates, they could have easily lost. And that game against Musgrove, you know they they had the lead only because of a triple that was in what the eighth inning that finally got some runs well, on the board against Musgrove.
1: Yeah, that well, that's uh, was that. That, that was that one. That was on Saturday. The yeah was that Tony Kemp? No, no, this was could, no. That was Friday. That was the Friday. Tony Kemp. That would have been the Tony Kemp Kemp game, but the Cubs decided to blow it for a second night straight. <laughs> in a heart, and actually, I, I mean, I don't know. Was this loss more heartbreaking? Breaking year? Was it more heartbreaking? Oh yeah, because they they had a huge lead. No, they had really? a huge lead against the Phillies. In this one, they lost three to two after going ahead we're getting the games mixed looking, up okay we're tony camp hit it's a hard trip. when i'm not on every show and i get confused on friday oh yeah, tony friday camp was- hit a triple and andy knocked in Lucroy, and hap who had pinch hit for Hendricks, so like It made sense why Joe had to go. It didn't make – I mean, it sucks that he had to go, but he felt like he had to remove Hendricks at that point because there was no offense, and he did, so Hap Hap got on.
2: Hap could go yard at any point. Hendricks will not, yeah. I do get it, but at 72 pitches – 77. 77 pitches. I still like Hendricks going another two innings more – then I feel like I need to happen there to try and score. I
1: don't know. Right? Or no? Uh, I mean, that's uh, it's hard to say. I mean, 77. Well, and is- that's what's great about the
2: NL game. I, I tweeted this during that game. It it sucks. I get why they have to do it, but like that's what I like. There's, there's a lot of shit that has to go into this decision, and it is so easy to... Whiff on it, either way.
1: Well, Joe did everything by the book in this game. If you think about it, but it didn't. He, it didn't he work. Generally, out.
2: does he's got his little book, and he fucking doesn't seem to pay attention
1: a lot of times
2: to what's actually happening yeah. in the game.
1: It's hard to say in <laughs> retrospect because Hap scored the go-ahead run <laughs> that they shouldn't have pulled Hedricks. You know what I mean? It's like I can't, you know, because that worked. What, See, what, right, what but Joe I, was but trying I'm not, to do there. Am worked. I
2: remembering correctly? Did he hit? Did Hap hit the ball?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or okay. did he walk?
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out. I can't remember. It was in the Too eighth. Too many inning. games. Yeah, it's seriously. There really are so many fucking <laughs> games. <laughs> you Hap know, lost. Hap but, singled to lead off the eighth.
3: Oh, okay. When you look at it, though, Musgrove, I mean, he looked like the second coming of Cy Young, and that can't happen. Like, like how many times have we sat there and said, well, this guy sucks? And all of a sudden against the Cubs, he looks amazing. It's everybody. It's one those cases. It's another one of those cases. Musgrove, his last few starts before the Cubs, had an ERA over six. And then he had a shutout in the eighth. Going into the eighth, he was sitting there. He didn't give up. He retired his first 11 batters.
1: Yeah, I know. They can't do anything against him. And it's not like, I mean, what is it about him, in your opinion, that they can't hit? It's not like he dials it up really
3: I I can't, like I said, like mentally, like I have no idea why they can't, you know, Vargas, we said the slow stuff. We can't hit lefties. I have no idea why they can't hit Musgrove.
1: I mean, he's a righty too.
3: Righty and and he throws with heat. I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. They just can't get to him. I I don't understand it, but, and you know, they could have, I mean, they should have won this game, you know, and it was the infield defense. You move. I don't know if Bryant makes that play. I think he probably does. You know that's your big kind of moment in that game that set the ball rolling, but like, you know, I think the worst decision was removing Kyle Ryan. There's, a, you know, that's the, yeah, that's the bullshit of it at the end because like, you don't throw Kinsler out there at that point. And then in game two, you know, I mean, Lester, I mean, he was, it was, it wasn't pretty, but he got the job done.
3: And that's what he does now, you know. He's just he's right now. He's just a veteran, smart pitcher that somehow finds a way to grind these games out. He's not blowing anyone away, and he knows it.
1: And then uh, you know, Brian had the solo shot because that's our our calling card. And um, <laughs> but it very clutch because it was zero to zero at that point. You know, yeah, somebody had was, to break open the scoring might as well right. be the, it, your hero.
2: Has been much more clutch, much more clutch. Yeah, he has. In I love all the shit out there, like where people try to explain to you, like, oh, he's always been clutch. He's been great. He's got the best numbers ever. No, no, no. That is actually not true. Yeah, yeah it has. He was he's clutch re- early and, and he recently. he had a really bad stretch, and now he seems to be clutch again. That doesn't take away the bad stretch.
3: You know, the bad stretch that I've seen lately from him is his defense has been pretty bad.
1: Yeah, two errors the other night, too. Um, he had
3: won the other game too. He was, uh, he's been, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, between the defense this year is the one thing that really has me perplexed more than anything, just because it's been so good under Joe Madden. And then just recently it's just been so, this season's just been awful to watch. Yes. Yeah,
1: well, I'll get to that when I tell everybody, uh, the Dur stat later in the program. So stick tuned for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's not good. um, yeah, and, you know, this, ge- and when you're playing such close games like this, like when I told my mom that, you know, she had missed this game, and she's like, oh, what did the Cubs do last night? I talked to her Sunday morning, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they won. She's like, what was the final? I said it was 2-0. She's like, well, that's not very very many runs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it isn't. But, so if you're, like, winning 2-0, I mean, that's great and everything, but you also, like, lost 3-2. I mean, you can't play, and the that game won – it hinged on being good at defense. You know, how most third basemen make that play. Maybe Bryant doesn't make it this year. Bodie certainly didn't. And, you know, then you look at, you know, this game too. One defensive miscue elongates that inning, and you're losing this game, you know, as well. I'm just saying, like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's, it's, it's not – they have to play, like, way too finely. There's no margin for error. None. And, in fact – the part of the margin for error in this one was that um, uh, you know was on the pirates because Hap scored the second run on the uh, throwing error on the pickoff attempt. So you know that's you know I, I can see the Cubs doing that, you know, right. blowing a game but, this but, way. I'm like, oh, I've seen this.
3: See, but with the Pirates, they're a last place team, and you could see I could see them doing this. The Cubs are a first place team, and that's that's where you just sit there. Usually, you don't see defense like this. On a first place team.
1: Yeah, you don't. And um, so then the, the Williams part, we already talked about a lot about all that stuff. But And we talked about how Q is great. And, um, it's 7-1 win. It's, you know, it certainly looked like, I mean, it certainly looked like that whatever happened in that day loosened them up. It really did feel that way. Just seeing, they look like a different fucking team. They're wearing their little cubbies, uh, jerseys, which I kind of like. I just wish it kind of upset Cubs. Or I wish it said, like, you know, you know didn't you say Shy town Crawley?
3: I think, though, yeah, we said Shy town or something like that, yeah, earlier. And, uh, I, yeah, the colors, I thought the color schemes were cool. I think maybe it's just because I'm so disappointed about the players' weekend jerseys that I just kind of really liked something like this. kind of popped a little more to me.
1: Yeah, these looked more like what the players' weekend jerseys should look like, right?
3: Right. That's I, I liked it, you know.
2: They look kind of like the ones from last year a little bit with the different colors. Different colored sleeves and stuff.
1: Well, I'm just happy some designer out there has got a job making all these millions of jerseys that they wear every single year. But it was really nice to see the power kind of return to the team. You know, were those all solo shots? (laughs) Castellanos, Hayward, Rizzo? Uh, Trying to remember. Hayward's was.
3: I think Castellanos was. Yeah, I think they were all solo shots. God
1: damn it. Oh. Oh well. Oh <laughs> no! Know, wait, one on for Rizzo. One on for Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. So, well, either way, it's nice. It's always nice to hit home runs. And then, uh, yeah, Strope came out and was still looks like shit, man. I don't know. He's just, you know, I don't know if at this point, if he keeps pitching like this, he doesn't even make the playoff roster. You know what I mean? No. If you make the playoffs, no, he's he's definitely not worth that.
3: No, absolutely not. You know, it's it's it's. It's really sad because, you know, a lot of people are talking a lot of a lot of shit about Pedro, but he's been one of the best pitchers as far as relievers are concerned. But it's clear that there's – I think – I don't know if there's something off or what, but he just does it – I think his legs are just not under him. I think the hamstring issues – he's had issues on both hamstrings, and just for whatever reason, you, you don't – you that fastball is just not there anymore.
1: Yeah. I I think the answer is probably steroids. And that if he would just juice, I mean, he's at the end of his career. He's made some good money. Just do a little something, something and try to get through and then retire. Even if you piss positive, like the last day, it would have been worth it. Yeah. I
2: see. <laughs> now I thought you were going to go with straightening out his hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've,
1: tr- we, you know, we haven't tried that, but you know, it
2: might Did help. you guys hear how old man, uh, old baseball man a rod was during this game
1: i did not watch this baseball game with sound on i what watched I tell you, most honestly, of it at g man tavern
3: danny made the right call on that one because i try as much as i can to avoid the espn sunday night crew it is just that bad and a rod whatever he just spews is just nonsense but yeah the old man stuff the uh Complaining about esports and how kids don't, you know, run yep. enough these days. You know, complaining about this, complaining about that. It just, you know, like I said, I just, it's just so unenjoyable to watch. Yeah, that that
2: fucking idiot tried <laughs> to say that little leaguers shouldn't try to hit home runs. This is the dude that was taking steroids for years, yeah, oh. so that he could hit home runs, and then he's out there like. Talking shit and acting like he's this fucking like ambassador of baseball and that like well, little
1: kids shouldn't I, try and hit home I runs. I can't now. believe he is. A, a, have you seen Screwball on Netflix?
3: I have not uh, seen that yet. No,
1: but no. no. you have I to see. I it. didn't even know it was a thing. If you hate a rod, if you hate a rod, it is the documentary for you. It's awesome. There's all these like little kids that play all the um, the the big players in the steroid scandal. You know, like yes. they, yeah, and there's these little kids that like play the role of like the fake doctor and A Rod's people. And there's like a little kid playing A Rod. It's it, it's it's a must see. You gotta see this. Is it is it some sort of a
3: parody or something? No, it, no, no, no. What it they is did a documentary. Is rather, rather than rather than get actual actors, it's like a reenactment but done with children.
1: <laughs> it's hysterical. It's a fabulous documentary. Uh, you're going to love it. You're going to hate A Rod even more. You're going to wonder why he even has a voice in baseball. Maybe that's why he's so fucking grumpy right now.
3: Well, Maybe yeah, this he, thing he, just, came, just out. came out. And he was really, like I said, he, yeah, I think that could have probably had something to do with it. But I'm just kind of shocked because I, I remember him coming back to work on TV. I can't remember if it was 15, but I for sure remember him being at 2016. So I remember Danny and I and, and other people heckling him when he was on the corner of uh, Waveland and Sheffield when they were shooting during the Cubs' the playoffs, uh, playoff yeah. right. Oh,
1: right, yeah. yeah. yeah I right. remember yelling at him and Pete Rose, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> Steroids! But,
3: you know, it was just one of those things that I, I, I again, I hate to ever give a Rad credit for anything, but I thought he was really good, you know, the, the pre- and post-game. I don't know how he could be so good at that, which I would never give him credit for anything, but when it was him and Pete Rose and Frank it, Thomas, I thought he did a great job of Crowley. explaining things, breaking things down. But on a on nine inning game, he is brutal.
2: Crawley, it's because he like when you have pre and post game shit like that, you can have writers like he could tell somebody what he wants to say. And a writer can kind of put that
1: together so that he's not trying
2: to form a thought.
1: In the moment, I, I don't know. I think he was forming thoughts in the moment, but it just had less time. Like, if you a sprawling three hour game, A Rod's bound to say at least nine stupid things like, no, really no, ridiculous, non sequitur stupid things. If he's only got 10 minutes and then we're going to commercial, like, and you got Pete Rose fucking spewing some nonsense too, <laughs> like, it might, you know, throw A-Rod A Rod, you know, he might out crazy uh, A Rod even, Pete Rose. Yeah. I mean,
2: you may be right. I mean, and that's I why he's up there. I have to assume that I would be ten times smarter if this show was, like, a third of the time.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly.
1: If you only gave us your best half hour, then, uh, <laughs> you know, then I wouldn't have to, uh, you know, play. Um... Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I haven't done Crawley's yet. Crawley, say something crazy.
3: Oh, man. I don't even know what to say. How about that? Um, something really crazy is that...
1: Have you ever lived in a tree, Crawley?
3: I have not lived in a tree, no. I cannot state that. I have slept on a few couches, including yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you got it. When the Cubs are in the playoffs and I live so close, the couch is always yours, my friend. Excellent. My friend. All right, let's preview the Giants. How about it? Um, There's seven and three in their last ten games, man. They were out of it, and now they're in it. Um. Well, not in it. They're not going to win the division, but they just beat Arizona three of four. They beat Philly, which the Cubs couldn't do, and they split two games with the A's. They're they're only three and a half out of the wild card right now. So I mean, that's kind of in it. There's a lot of teams fighting for the wild card right now. Yeah, but they're kind of hot. The Giants have. I don't know. They've been good.
5: <laughs> what, seven and
3: three in their last ten, I believe. But yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things that everybody kind of, and I, know, I don't mean to kind of pretend like I'm some sort of, you know, I know Cubster Domus will make an appearance, but uh, a lot of people are saying how stupid it was that they didn't trade during the deadline, uh, Bumgarner and some of the other pieces that they got to try to kind of restock, and it may still prove to have been a dumb move, but They really are making a run, and it's been impressive.
1: I mean, the thing that's stupid about it is that they gotta have a lot of other shit happen for them to make it even to a second wild card, because they gotta jump over Philly, they gotta jump over the Mets now, who have are very similar, you know, kind of resurgence to what the Giants just did, and they gotta jump over Milwaukee, who's just you know been hanging around, and then there's us currently in the second wild card spot along with DC to get in there so like there's a lot that has to happen in their favor to get in there you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely and
2: well, in, in san francisco is like the opposite of the cubs they're 29 and 33 at home and they are 34 and 29 on the road they have a better road record they do the giants do yeah the
1: giants have a better road record then they do a home record. Crawley, are, are you in a getaway car? Did you just rob a bank? Did we lose
2: Crawley? I think we did. I think he got run over by a car. Yeah, I heard this like beep, beep, beep. Yeah, I thought he was in an office, and then all of a sudden he was getting
1: run over by a car. I'll text him and say we lost him. He can always yeah. come back on. But is yep. is his little face in the in the... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't have that screen up. Hey, it looks like he's here. I just don't see him. Right. All right. Well, here either comes. Well, you know, he's filling in for Lyle, so, you know, this is it, actually exactly what Lyle does. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even mention, we have no idea where Lyle is. Yeah, so, we've lost Lyle again. Just like last year when he was gone for like three I've weeks. I've
5: been
1: found out. Oh, it's Crawley's. You hear me? Kind of. Not really. Yeah. Did you fall inside a well? Because it sounds like you're inside a well. Are you in the trunk of a car? Is Lyle in there? <laughs> I, am, I am here
5: with Daniel. I am here with
3: I am here with Lyle and Daniel DeSclavo.
1: <laughs> uh, no, you are in your car. We can barely hear you, Crawley. It sounds like total garbage. Uh, I think is what I'm trying yeah. to. Say. Yeah. Give me like
3: five minutes
1: maybe yeah yeah no problem we'll, we'll 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 get you back on as soon as you're back on so oh man this is so typical so uh <laughs> so anyway uh let's talk a little bit more about the Giants they did beat the Cubs two a three despite scoring one less run than the Cubs did they walked off off on us in 13 if you care to remember well in the, and sound they the ball-
2: last great stretch of baseball remember they came out of the all-star break and they went something like 15 out of 15 and two.
1: Yeah, they, they were killing it when we met, when we faced them, Sandoval hit that Homer, barely went over the fence, but it did. Uh, Strope blew a save, uh, giving up three to the giants in the eighth in that series. The only win was a Chatwood start in which Al Mora homered along with Baez and Bryant <laughs> though. And that was off Tyler Beatty who we actually face on Tuesday night. So that's oh, good. good. Yeah. Um Sandoval, who was very good against the Cubs, is hurt. So that's good. Not for Pablo Sandoval, of course, and for yeah, but at but least just he, so we won't just see so him. Just so we won't see him. But Scooter Jeanette is on this team now, so fuck. That's uh, not good. Do you think he can still be
2: the the red the red scare that was Scooter Jeanette before?
1: Oh God. I mean yeah, I do. It, unfortunately, <laughs> Scooter Jeanette is a, it, I don't know, he's kind of a cub killer. Or at least he's a thorn in our side at the very least. I don't know if the, the stats pan that out. But he seems to be in the middle of a lot of heartache.
2: He, you know he what I mean? Seemed, well, when he was with Milwaukee, he was just a, he was a joke. But when he went down to Cincinnati, he became like a danger every time we saw him. Because we kept expecting to see the Milwaukee Scooter. And we kept getting the Cincinnati Scooter, which was very, very good.
1: Yeah, and his name is Scooter, so it's just embarrassing, completely embarrassing. I'm looking up his career splits right now against the Cubs. Why did they and and they added? You know, not only did they not sell guys, they went out and got Scooter Jeanette from the Reds. It's kind of surprising, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm trying to look. What is his stats here? Why can't I find it? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, against the cup. No, he's not even that good. He's only batting 220. He's got five home runs. So, yeah, it's not even good. But why Why do we hate him? I'm tell- That's in his career. All oh. five home runs are probably when he was with the Reds. <laughs> and,
5: and they, they all came
1: at big moments. And they all, yeah, were walk-offs. So um, let's compare these teams offensively. Uh, The Cubs have now dropped to ninth in OPS, which is not surprising because uh, you know they don't score runs on the road except for when they go to Williamsport and play in a little league ballpark. Uh, But they're much better than the fifth worst Giants, who um, are actually (laughs) terrible on the road. On the road again? Yeah, (laughs) we might as well have road sounds on this podcast because we finally won a road series uh the giants play really well on the road but they are the fifth worst ops in baseball the cubs hit have hit 59 more homers than the giants giants have hit the sixth least home runs in the majors the cubs have the eighth most walks the giants have the ninth least the cubs strike out a little bit more but both teams are average in that category. The Giants are so old and slow, they have two fewer stolen bases than the big, fat, slow Cubs. Um, So, you know, no running in this entire series. Maybe. Uh, The Cubs have scored 62 more runs than the Giants. And the Cubs are now ranked 13th in the majors in runs scored. And that's pretty damned average. Yeah. Uh, The pitching-wise, the Cubs' team ERA is a third of a run better than the Giants'. That the starters have been better by almost a run, and uh, but their relievers are a little better by about a quarter of a run because they kept all those lefty dudes, you know, they kept all the, uh, the you know their uh, their Tony Watsons and their Will Smiths. Yeah, they're making a run for it, and their Coonrods. <laughs> um, so uh, they give up an average amount of home runs. The Cubs are seventh best at keeping the ball in the in the yard. The Giants have given up two more walks, but the Cubs have two more strikeouts. Isn't that weird? The whole season goes, and you're still neck and neck it Cubs at uh, Cubs and Giants and strikeouts and walks. But the Cubs are ninth best in the majors in not giving up walks. Ninth best. Nine, nine
2: best. Are you not nine. impressed, though? I am especially with the way that this season started. Yeah, like the team was the, the pitching staff looked like they were going to walk everybody. Like they were going to have to call games for, you know, too long because the Cubs were not going to be able to get anybody out. But like, you know what the Co- bad it was.
1: Do you know what the Cubs were last year? What? Third.
2: Third most. Well, that was all Tyler Chatwood.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
2: It wasn't all Tyler Jowett. There was a actually, lot. yeah, last year they it was a problem. They gave up a lot of walks, and then when this season started, they gave up a lot of walks, and then all of a sudden somebody told them you don't have to walk people,
1: and then they stopped. 2017 eighth most. I mean, yeah. even 2016 they were just average. They were 14th. That's how they ended. So, I mean, this is just the best we've seen in a long-ass time. I'm just pointing it out. Um, so, let's get into defense. The Cubs are 10th in errors. They have 13 more than the average Giants. Uh, people are running on Posey more than they used to this year. Uh, he's got an average uh, throw, him, throw, throw him out uh, ratio. And the Cubs are the fifth worst stolen base percentage. And I think a lot of that's just the philosophy of, like, the pitchers being allowed to do it the hell they want to and not hold runners on that well. I don't blame Contreras. He's got a great arm, but also Contreras has been injured a lot this year. But Caratini's no slouch either. So I've got some news. It's ugly.
2: Oh my god, that sounds ugly. It used to yeah. be such a nice stat.
1: And now yeah. it's, it's a terrible stat. It's like a horror movie. Six nine four der. Oh. And it's even worse than the giant six ninety-six. Ugly. There's nothing nice about those numbers. All right, I got a scavenger hunt, but also I've got to congratulate Bill and Chris, who participated in the scavenger hunt. It's so good. I'm going to play it right now.
5: Are you ready, Ranters? Here's Bill.
2: Not the basement, Bill. I can't hear you. Not the basement, Bill. Oh, who stands in the dugout and chews his cud effing Clint
3: Hurdle. His players (laughs) are dirty and pound their putt. (laughs) Effen <laughs> Clint Hurdle, if Major League nonsense be something you wish, Effen Clint Hurdle, then pitches be coming high and tight in the dish. Effen Clint
5: Hurdle, ready? Effen Clint
1: Hurdle, Effen Clint Hurdle, Effen Clint, Clint
5: Hurdle, Clint Hurdle,
3: you suck! <laughs> All
1: right, man. What a good off. time
3: to jump right back into it, huh?
1: Yeah. Hey, Crawley, welcome back. Oh, yeah, did these you, are you some that wonderful song. I heard the shanty. I, I was I was kind of excited to hear these. Yeah, scaven, that was scavenger hunt um, entry one. And then Chris Saloto sent one in. So check this one out. All right, here's my submission. He's quieter. For the
5: Pirates scavenger hunt. <clears throat> the Cubs play the Pirates. They can't win on the road. Yo, ho,
3: oh, ho. Yo. Clint hurdles a skink. I hope he walks the plank. Yo, yo ho, ho. ho. He sits on his fat ass and chews his cud.
1: Yo, ho, ho. Wow, everybody's down on this the cut. This
5: series would be better if the Cubs were good. Yo, ho, ho. Oh,
1: nice.
2: That's awesome. It's it's so funny that they both came up with chewing on his cud.
1: Yeah, well, that's what he does. He just sits there. <laughs> So, uh, thanks for sending in. So uh, Those were awesome. Yeah, you guys are now eligible to win the Pink Outs, the Bleachers t-shirt, and this signed John Baker Day, Matt Kemmer art piece, 8x10 photograph. And uh, here's what we got for this trip to Wrigley Field. It's Bochi's last trip to Wrigley. So, this is a Photoshop job. Uh, make up something he's going to do on his last trip on, like, Bruce Bochi's farewell tour. And, like, like you know, it's his last trip to Wrigley, so, like, he's, got, like, always wanted to take a bath in the trough. So, like, just, like, Photoshop him standing in the trough or something. Be like, <laughs> you know, like Bruce Bochy's farewell trip or something, you know. And then tweet that out or put it on the rancher's page and hashtag Bochy farewell tour, hashtag scavenger hunt. Tag me so I see it. And um, I think that'd be funny. I don't, I don't know. There's lots of things that, that uh, Bochi would like to do on his last trip. Like, I think
2: Bochy would love to use every single reliever in one inning.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and then give Gary Pressey a lap dance. So.
3: <laughs> who was that Cincinnati Red pitcher who one time he went across the street and just went on the rooftops back when they were just going oh, yeah. chairs and just was drank
1: it, a beer? Was it Tom Browning? I can't remember off the top of my head.
3: But uh, to me, I, I could see Bruce Bochy just saying, you know what, guys, you're on your own. Go across the street and grab some beers.
1: He was probably hoping for that, but then the Giants started winning. Like, it would have been so much easier to just, like, go out, like, in, in fourth place and be like, yeah, I'm just going to get drunk in the dugout and hang out, like, just retire. But no, he's actually going for it. Well, for a second wild card, he's going for it. So. <laughs> right. Good luck. Good luck, Bruce. Um, So the weather in Chicago, you know, scattered thunderstorms on Tuesday, uh, 40% chance of that, so you know it's going to happen because it's Chicago. And, um, then there's an, another night game on Wednesday looks decent. And then 74 for the day game on Thursday, uh, should be pretty pleasant, but it doesn't get high, higher than the mid seventies for a while. So we're kind of like getting towards the end. Of it. I, I'm expecting one more hot snap cause it always comes, but uh, you know, it looked like one of those
3: early September.
1: Yeah, exactly. One of those early September 90 again, and then it'll be back down the seventies, but we're getting there. Um, Alright, so game one, Tyler Beattie is three and seven with a five seventy-seven. Going up against Hamill, six and four with a three sixty-nine ERA. Nice. And uh they're giving away a tote bag that kind of looks like a baseball to ten thousand fans. So uh get there early. And uh outside the Ivy will be on on Tuesday and Wednesday. We got a two for this week. We're doing both Tuesday and Wednesday after the games. Um, Tyler Beatty uh well he's 0 for 4 or he's 0 and 4 in his last 5 outings uh, with an ERA over 8. And he's uh the Cubs got 10 hits off of him and beat him in their only win in San Francisco and he's he's I don't know he's not good. So but he's got a four seamer at 94 mixes in some other slower stuff, I don't know. We he's not good. So hopefully we can beat him. Hammels though got his ass kicked the last two times he went out there. Two innings, eight runs on nine hits against Philadelphia. That was the blowout. And um, Posey kicks his ass. He's 13 for 27 with two home runs. And you know who else has seen him a lot that I had never heard of? Donovan Solano. And I was like, who the fuck is Donovan Solano? (laughs) I I was just going to ask that. It was weird. He was with the Marlins. From like 2012 to 2016 he was in the majors for 3 or 4 years then he ended up in the minors with the Yankees and uh now he's on the Giants and he's fucking killing it. Like he's doing really really well. He's bat- batting over 300, you know, I mean I'm like what the hell? So now so we got something else to worry. Needs to walk in. No, he doesn't do that well against Hamels. I'm oh, just he's like bad against him. I think he just, he just has a good against him. No, he just has a lot of A B's from his time with the Marlins when um Hamels was in Philly. So Doubt it. sitting here at mybookie.ag and looking at tonight's line, and the Cubs are we're very heavily favored. Uh Cole Hamels going against Tyler Beattie. Uh, minus one ninety-five on the money line there. So mm-hmm. I mean Cubs at home, you know you're not going to make a lot of money on this game. It's a uh, you know it's a little rainy out, so I, you know I might take the under at ten and a half. That could be a, a good move right there, but you never know. It's Wrigley Field. I would just say keep betting the Cubs at mybookie.ag. Check it out over there. You get a bonus of uh, up to thousand dollars if you use promo code chair C H A I R when you sign up. So uh, do it, mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again, well, why don't you subscribe to us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Early ad-free listening. It only costs a dollar a month. You get your own RSS feed, access to all of our show notes, other perks for being a Patreon subscriber and listener of the Sun Ranto show. Uh, just do it. patreon.com slash SunRanto. It's way better than advertising, and you get the show early. Do it, Patreon.com/sunranto. So hold on, I gotta let my cat out of the room. She's mad. She's screaming. Do you want to? Somebody want to do game two while I'm letting my cat out? Sure.
2: I'll I'll go after it. Uh, we got Derek Rodriguez five and six with the 4.79 ERA versus you, the W. Darvish. Four and six still. Such a terrible win-loss record for this guy uh, at 421.
3: Um, what, what was that streak, though, he had, though? Was it something like 10 no decisions in a row? I, I think he yeah. went nine. nine. Eight
1: yeah. Or nine, nine. yeah. Nine,
3: yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, that win-loss record could look totally different if he had a team that would actually hit behind him. Right.
2: Well, I mean, that's what happened uh, against the Phillies when – he went out there, and he was doing great, amazing, and then the fucking bullpen blew it for him for another no decision when he he should have he should have had uh, his victory cigar in the seventh inning when he left, like it should have been easy going after that. but no.
1: Well, he could have maybe even stayed in that game, you know, I mean, technically, I mean, how many pitches did he throw in that one? 92.
2: Yeah, that was a 92 you game.
1: You know, like, he come on. could
2: have gone at least one more inning.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to see these guys. You can't trust this bullpen at all, so I want to see these dudes, and maybe it's part of the plan to get them out there in September doing it, but I'd rather see it now, in August, stretch them out now, and, um, and then, because you got extra bullpen help in September. Well, and September. We, we heard
2: somewhere, sometime, that every game counts. I'm not sure if that's true, but I've heard it.
1: Every game matters. I, b- I believe he, they said he was gassed. And, like, they keep saying – I mean, I don't know. Th- does this whole team have tuberculosis? Like, is, like, somebody spreading typhoid on this team? Like, because that was the excuse last time Darvish was out there, too, that they pull him because he was, like, sick.
3: There's been a – there is has been some sort of flu bug that has been going around. Uh Javi had it. Lester had it. A bunch of different guys have had it so yeah. far. Yeah. I, I think – had it for a little bit. This is sort of the
2: – uh the plot of the movie major league Ricketts is spending a ton of money on this team. And so he's just introducing germs and, and bugs and shit into the clubhouse so that these guys all start to suck. And then he could just start selling them off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, they are giving away something else at this game. There's, there's another giveaway. It's the uh, it's, it's weird. It's a, it's an Anthony Rizzo t-shirt. But it's just like the Players Weekend jersey. It's like white on white. Yep. It's so weird looking. It's so ugly. And it's presented by boy to Beef, of course. So if you're eating a Bueda Beef with this shirt on, you're sure to have brown little gravy stains on it by the end of that beef.
2: Yeah, you're never – if you're going to wear this shirt and, and eat one of those beef sandwiches, you're never going to make it home.
1: No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Cubs – did you already say what Rodriguez did against the Cubs? When I was yeah. letting my cat out because uh, he only pitched against us in relief. Did you say that already, Michael? No, no. I did not <laughs> actually right. you get, didn't into get into the the that part. Right.
2: We, we literally got like, I don't know.
1: Get, yeah, you, you got, 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 got into two like little like in, and I, came I was back. looking
2: at white on white and I just started vamping because <laughs> I didn't know what that meant.
1: Yeah. So the the Cubs saw Rodriguez, it was last year, and he was in relief in a game that they lost five to four in extra innings. He only pitched three innings against the Cubs, and he only gave up two walks that whole time. Um, Last time, he was really good against Arizona, and he gave up no runs on three hits, and he lasted seven innings. But he did get his ass kicked the time before by Philadelphia. He only lasted three, and he pitched only 69 pitches. Nice. Nice. But, um, you know, we, we also know what it's like to get our ass kicked by Philly. You uh, Darvish, we already talked about him. He gave up. He went seven, gave up nothing, four hits, struck out ten. He was fucking awesome. And then the bullpen, bullpen is terrible, so he lost. Um, he did pitch against San Francisco six innings last time, gave up four runs. The Cubs lost. Uh, the Giants that have seen him don't really hit him well. Uh, overall, they have an OPS just over 600, um, but uh, Pilar, Kevin Pilar, and uh, Dickerson, who they got from the Pirates, they took him deep, and uh, I believe Dickerson actually means son of Dicker. <laughs> so th-
2: Yeah, that used to be a job yeah. back when there were, weren't that many men. you uh,
1: You'd be a Dicker.
2: You'd be a Dicker. You could make a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Now you can make a lot of buddy being a dicker too, but that's mostly in gay porn. So <laughs> or, uh, or being a politician. Yeah. You just call them
2: dickers as well.
1: So game three, the shark comes back to the tank. Uh Jeff oh. Samarja.
2: I we missed what, him last time, right? Yeah. He didn't he didn't pitch in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, we didn't have him last time. Uh he's nine and nine with a three five four earn run average. Going up against Hendricks, who's 8-9 with a 337, this game's at 120. They're giving away a Cubs ice. It's They're thinking they're being clever. They say cube tray, but it's like C-U-B-Dash-E. Wouldn't it but, have just been better
2: if they called it a Cubes fan tray?
1: <laughs> well, they don't know we call them that. Oh, they know. No, they do. Yeah, but Everyone knows Cubes. I mean, so do you know, Crawley, I wanted to ask you, do you know if this, because it looks, it makes those like circle, like whiskey ice cubes.
3: Right. I'm not sure if it says circle. cubs on it or not. I just think it's supposed to look like a baseball.
1: Yeah. Cause I can't, I, you can't tell from the picture what exactly goes out. I'm just like, is this just one of those stupid, like four ice, ice trays that you can like put your bourbon in? That's what it looks like. I don't, I don't know if it has any, any
3: like name or anything that would Added on there,
1: but if it doesn't, that's disappointing. It,
3: it, it's a uh, like, yeah, it had, like I said, it's for your uh, fine whiskey drink.
1: It has instructions <laughs> on how to
2: add just some uh, blue dye to the water so that
1: it's cubby blue, and that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You have to buy I mean, it doesn't come with the food coloring, you gotta no, it buy doesn't it, come it, yourself. With it, and you <laughs> no. have to buy Ricketts brand food coloring <laughs> because that's the only kind you can use with this. So, I'm sure it'll poison you somehow because it's made of plastic. But uh, Jeff Samarja, well, he hasn't given up more than two runs in a game in his last five starts. He's a big reason why the Giants are surging. Bryant is five for 11 with a home run against him. Uh, Hayward has two home runs against the Shark. But overall, the Cubs have not done well. 6'11 OPS in 141 total of plate appearances for the Cubs. What's happening?
2: <laughs>
1: are you stealing, a car? stealing my car, man? <laughs> yeah, are you getting carjacked on air? Um, <laughs> so Kyle Hendricks, uh, he has only given up uh, two runs in. Uh, it, it, he hasn't. He didn't face the Giants this year, but last year he did. And in fifteen point one innings, he only gave up two runs against the Giants last year. And last time he bounced back after his shit start against Cincinnati. Um, so that, that was really nice to see him. I don't know. That, it, that was a fluke. Like we had hoped that shit. You know, start.
3: It's, it's, it's one of those bizarre things with Samarja. I don't know what it is. I just was never a big fan of the guy. I didn't like his attitude when he was here. Me either. And the thing I'll always remember about him was asking, you know, how does getting rid, rid of, uh, Steve Clevenger for, uh, for Jake Arietta make the team better, you know?
1: <laughs> well, shark, that's why you're not in any front offices. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, but that'll that'll make sure he never gets a job in a front office ever. Yeah, I remember him saying some like Republican ass shit to at Cubs convention at some he point.
3: Just, he just always kind of just I don't know just not a big fan of the guy. In yeah, general, so. he
1: rubbed me the wrong way too. He he was coming out of his face. He thought he was an ace and he wasn't really pitching like one. Now he is though for the last five games anyway. But yeah, he was—he thought more of himself than I think that most people thought of him. But he's not a shitty pitcher, and um, you know he's probably gonna have some uh, emotions coming back to Wrigley. Um, although it's been a while now. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think so In either. Four or five years. The fans, and I'm
2: sure every so, time he shows up, he sees uh, World Series trophies and rings all over.
1: It yeah, well, make
2: him weepy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he would—he wanted to get paid. You know, and the Cubs did not do it. They just traded him. And then, I mean, that was the Addison-Russell trade, right?
3: Addison-Russell, yeah. That was the July 4th weekend trade, yeah.
1: So, if you're, you know, Addison-Russell, I mean, that didn't really work out either. Uh, So, but, I mean, what I'm saying is, I think I'd rather have Jeff Samarja's last five starts. Even though (laughs) it's it's not apples to apples because, obviously, he's getting paid a hell of a lot more than Addison-Russell is. Um, anyway, but I, I do like, um, Samarja Moore as a person and I don't even like him. So, uh, so, uh, last time, yeah, I think Hendricks was great. I'm not worried about him. Uh, Brandon Belt hits him the best. He's got an OPS over a thousand and 19 plate appearances, but he handles scooter Jeanette and Buster Posey who have also seen him a lot. So, I mean, the Cubs are home, you know, the giants are good. You know, we've had really amazing series against the Giants in the last four or five years, including in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this Gi- this series here? I mean, I think the Cubs, a little home cooking. Can they, like, put a stop to this resurgent Giants?
3: You know, they're, they're, they are just one of those teams that just looks completely different, like we talked about at home. I think they can play with anybody on the home and take a look at who they've beaten at home. I don't think the Giants are any different. It's just a matter of, you know, hopefully just kind of taking it easy to, you know, I don't think any of these guys are facing their aces. You know what I mean? I know Bumgarner's not what he used to be, but you know, it's not like you're facing a number one or anything. So
1: yeah, we're not, we're the, I think the toughest pitcher that the Cubs face in this series is Jeff Samarja. Probably. I can see the Derek Rodriguez game going poorly somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, and he's not good, but I could just see it going badly.
3: And, you know, like I said, hopefully guys are getting healthy. And then you Sheck is coming back, I believe, soon. So just another piece to add to that bullpen that's just, you know, never been healthy the entire year.
1: Yeah. I mean, we played such tight games against these Giants for years and years and years. They're all 5-4, 4-3, four, four, you know, like I'm just – I'm worried that it'll be another one like that. Because the Cubs, the way they play on the road, even though they just won that one series, is – atrocious and they need to win as many games as possible at home you got right now the cardinals and the brewers facing each other so either way you know you're just kind of hoping they play each other to even while you win you know what i mean i think that's the best move for our teams right
3: yep and you want some nice 14 15 games sprinkled in there
1: i don't know i think uh i would like to see milwaukee sweep
2: st louis and the if the Cubs can sweep the Giants, then that maintains Milwaukee two games back and drops St. Louis three games back. Don't you want that?
3: You know, I, it's hard I think to say. It, these both the Cardinals and the Brewers. I mean, after last year's scarring losses at the end there, it just any one of them can go on a run. I take a look at St. Louis and I ask myself, what is it that makes them so damn good? Go ahead and take a look up and down their lineup. Take a look at their rotation. You know what I mean? They lost Jordan Hicks. They've had injury problems, and somehow they're still in first place, and I don't get it. And that's what scares me is that Cardinal Devil magic. At the same time, you know, whether the Brewers, you know, when they called up Hura, if you've been watching that kid, man, he's, he's something else. And they, call, they just called up somebody else, I think, uh, not too long ago. But they got some hitters on that team, you know, and they, they're, they're, they can be scary too. So I don't know. I kind of want them just to beat the hell out of each other.
1: Well, and that's and the only reason those teams are even close right now is because the Cubs have lost so many heartbreaking games in stupid ways. You know, it's like we've if this team does not win the division, it's because they beat themselves. Like they have they have a better team than both the Cardinals and the Brewers. They have way more depth and they just have not played like it, which is why so many people are calling for Joe's head this week specifically. Every time actually the Cubs go on the road, everybody calls for Joe's head. Um, you know, and it's the last year of his contract. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a conversation about, you know, what should happen with Joe. But, you know, when you do look it at an underperforming situation, I mean, I know Joe's scratching his head, too, about the home road splits. But like or, you know, or, you know, some of our pitchers blowing up and stuff and you, nothing you can do about injuries. But. But how this team just like the bats go to sleep on the road is beyond I think everybody's comprehension, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what to do with all the information.
4: Well, I've got some information for you. Hi guys. Hi Crawley, welcome back to Sunranto.
3: Thank Hi, you, Cupstrad. You,
4: you you seem particularly chipper today. Oh yeah, well the Cubs are coming home and I'm back in Chicago. My I favorite city. Well, I mean, ever since the uh, you know Stalingrad was destroyed, but now (laughs) I'm back in Chicago and it's uh, you know summer's kind of over. My robe is not quite as uh, sticky anymore because it's not so hot, so it's just nice to be back.
1: Well, Cup Shadams, we're running a little long here, so uh, why don't you just give us a poem? Let us know what's going to happen next, even though we already know. And um, yeah, just give us a poem.
4: Oh, McCabe. The Cubbies are swinging the bats like they did Sunday against the Pirates. After beating the Giants with five homers from Bryant, he'll clerch out when facing the...
1: We already said it on the show. Wait, uh, yeah. uh, Nationals, the Nats. I'm going to say it's Nats. Bats, although I, I kind of disagree with that Pirates rhyme. That's a little uh, a bit of a stretch.
2: I'm, I'm, You know what? I'm given a, a pass for it. I have heard pirates many times by many people. Thank you. He just misspelled it.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Well, um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, as you can tell from my prediction, that Chris Bright will be on fire, and then he's going to blow it all weekend long. And, uh, well, just a little preview of what's to happen. Anyway, I'm going to enjoy my off and day. And if any of
2: that happens... We'll ask you about it next week.
4: All right. Sounds good. Come <laughs> to domicile.
1: All right. Uh, well, I've got a, a TFC. I've got a couple of them, actually. It's kind of long. So can I just go and just give them all? Sure. All right. So this is, I don't know if anybody read this article today, Uh USA Today, Bob Nightingale, who I do not enjoy his work, but he did have some really stellar Goose Gossage quotes. Um, who used to pitch for the Cubs back in my day, and probably all of our days, right? Remember Goose Gossage, pitching for you the wanna, Cubs, right? You want
3: to talk about bad relievers. <laughs> By the time the Cubs got him, he was absolute garbage.
1: Yeah, well, he was a name, and we were all excited to get him, but uh, just because the Cubs were pretty much garbage, too, you know. But he was talking about... Um, you know, what's going on, the state of the today's game in baseball. And he was quoted as saying all these things. Um, I can't watch these games anymore. It's not baseball. It's unwatchable. A lot of the strategy of the game, the beauty of the game, it's all gone. It's like a video game now. It's home run derby with their fucking launch angle every night. I assume <laughs> he said fucking. And yeah. then he said, they got it so a fucking, no. No, I guess probably asshole. This expletive is probably asshole. Yeah. They, they got it so an asshole coming off the street who doesn't even know what a damn baseball is can manage our sport. It's like rotisserie baseball, which made me hungry for chicken when I read that. But He goes, he goes. these fuckers won their rotisserie leagues at Harvard and all of those fucking schools, and now they're fucking managers. <laughs> so I really enjoyed uh, Goose Gossage's take on Oh, that that was pretty cube flexy. Did you guys read any of those? Did you read I did. that before? I,
3: I read the article, and uh, you know the guy on in the front of it was Joe Madden, was actually whose picture was leading that article.
1: Yeah, Joe Madden had a few things to say. Not quite had, as colorfully as Goose. Nobody as
3: colorful as Goose, but uh, also Lou Pinella had some things to say too. Old Lou, yeah. you know, and it, it, it's 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 uh, it's that argument over the uh, three true outcomes and whether it's just enjoyable to watch. You know, we've heard Len Casper talk about it. We've heard other people talk about it. You know, it's something that baseballs just kind of have to try to figure out. I don't know if the game adjusts itself or does Manford's kookiness kind of change things. I don't know. But, well, uh,
2: it, w- what would help is to get rid of the bouncy ball that they're throwing out there. Right. Because, if I mean, launch angle is a thing and it's been a thing. Ted Williams is talking about launch angle way back wherever the fuck he played. Correct. So it's not like it's brand new. It's just that now the launch angle really works because they're hitting Titleist fucking baseballs.
1: <laughs> yeah, racket balls. Um. do you want to hear what Panella had to say? He goes, "All anybody wants to do is launch the ball. They're making the ballpark smaller. The ball's tighter, and all we're seeing is home runs. There are no hitting runs, no stolen bases. I have to say it like an old man. Actually, nothing." I managed 3,400 games in the big leagues, and never once did I put on a full shift on anybody. Not once. And I think I won a few games without having to shift.
3: No, 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 now, now, you see, now, when, when you shift, yeah, you know, good old Lou. I mean, I, I like Lou's. The cops found me. God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They're coming to take you away. Ha, ha. It's it's because of my unauthorized use of this song.
4: Creepy crawlies hiding
1: under (laughs) rocks. Creepy crawlies crawlies living in in a tree. tree.
3: Be be living in a jail if they catch me.
1: (laughs) On the road. Uh, So um, yeah, sorry. Sorry. What are you gonna say?
3: Nah, but you know, like I said, I, I, I. Part of me understands it. I don't want. You know, I'm not shaking my head or worrying about who went to what school. But it's just uh, there's certain elements that I I kind of agree with as far as pace of play. And, you know, I think, uh, Danny, you and I have a mutual friend, Bob, who was uh, talking about the Detroit-Tampa Bay game where I think Detroit struck out like 20-some times in the game. It's just like, you know, sometimes it can just get a little tedious, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are no stolen bases really anymore. That's been, you know— that's that's gone. I mean, Speed's still uh, obviously always going to be a part of it, but you know these guys. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, they're trying to make this fight happen. Bob Nightingale is anyway. You know, try. This is just an article about controversy anyway, and but the fact that they do get these quotes out of the old timers, you know, I do don't... I mean, none of us on this show... Everybody loves a home run, right? We're all happy when a home run gets hit. But it's not my favorite part of the game. Like, triples are better. Stolen bases are pretty exciting. He's going, you know, like, I love that shit. Bunting guys over, you know, a little like... I like it kind of all... It's just shame that it's becoming so like kind of like, you know, two-dimensional in a way, you know, that it's always kind of the... Yeah, The three things, the three... I tend to
2: agree with the things that they're saying... But I don't agree with the solutions and outcomes they're they're coming up with. You know what I mean? Like I agree. Like I I don't I mean I like the stolen bases, the hit and runs, the I like base hits. We've talked about this a million times. But I don't think that this game is unwatchable or terrible. Like it's still a good game to watch. I still enjoy myself every night watching the game. You know, it's like they're acting like, you know. It's it's, wrecked forever, and they hate it now. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, but they have this argument with football and with basketball. All the sports do it. Hockey, everything does it. They all have these things in their sport that they used to do that made the game, I don't know, lower scoring. And now they don't do those things. They think that offense is the only thing that brings people in. And maybe it does. That's the only way to get douchebag, idiot fucking
1: people who don't know anything about the sport. Well, here's the thing though. I mean, like, well, but it's not what's happening. The, do you know, nothing, I don't understand. No, no, but ball? that's not even, even with the record numbers of balls flying out of baseball parks, attendance is down this year. It's down. So, they're stupid, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's like these these guys are going to do launch angle and shit. It is the ball. I mean, I think if you change the ball, it's probably, you know, I, I mean, the pitchers would be happy. They'd want to go back to the old ball probably. The hitters oh, don't.
2: If you change the ball, the launch angle is uh, just
1: a warning track out. <laughs>
3: They're talking about Alex Avila, how many home runs he has. I forget where he is in minor league ball somewhere.
1: Oh, no, it was uh, – no, Rene Rivera. Rene Rivera. Maybe –
3: Rene Rivera. Sorry, wrong backup catch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's – I'm looking it up right now. I'm I'm looking up his – because he's been in the minors in AAA Mets land, right? Uh, Yeah, how many home runs does he have? Uh, 24 this year. In his – uh, he's never hit more than 11. So he's got – yeah, yeah,
2: ever, you know. But – so, Danny, what you're saying is that the attendance is down and numbers are down and all that stuff. I mean, the the idea is that you need offense to bring the, the non-fans in, but maybe we are starting to see that that's not actually true. In that you're you're not bringing anybody new in by, you know, adding four hundred extra home runs.
3: No, you're not you're, not. you're not. There, there's there's a lot of issues to point to one thing and say, well, if we just do this, everybody's going to come back. That that's that's nowhere near the case, you know. And, and right, it might help
2: if everybody could watch all the games. If they, it want.
3: might help if you lower the prices so a family of four can go to the game affordably.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's then that's huge. And because I'm sorry, but like the the ticket prices, you know, this year for the cup, I mean, they've gone up like. You're a season ticket holder, Carl. I know you got a partial plan, but like, what's your increase? Twenty five percent?
3: Yeah, we see a lot of fifteen, twenty percent right around there. It all depends on where your seats are located. Mine didn't get dinged too bad. But uh, the ones definitely on the lower part of the bowl really got a, really got host.
1: Yeah, especially in the corners because they realized that those are good seats, you know, because they don't have poles, you know, like that a kind of terrace, terrace reserve corner yep. s- seat. Like they raised those significantly, I know, over the years. Um, yeah, it's yeah, they need to if they want more people in the ballpark, then. You know, but people don't go, to because they know they're going to get gouged on beer. And, like, I don't even go as much as I used to. Like, I'm kind of thinking I might go Thursday, but, you know, because I'd like to see that shark, you know. I'd like to see that, you know, with Shark and Hendrix. That'd be cool. But I'm kind of like, uh I don't know. <laughs> well, and, know. Then, and then you get the biggest games
2: of the week are on ESPN, and you have A-Rod fucking complaining about the game the whole time. So if you don't watch a lot of baseball, but you're like, oh, I'm going to tune into this one because they're playing the Little League game and all this shit. And then you sit there and the whole time it's A-Rod bitching about the game. You may think to yourself, if you don't know, oh, this game sucks. Even the announcers hate it. I will tell you something,
3: though, Michael, and and I'm not normally someone to watch the White Sox, but Bill Walton. I mean, just how much fun he had announcing that game. And, and he's not the only one. I've heard John Smoltz bitch and moan all the time. Uh, A-Rod bitches and moan. You see, hear a lot of guys bitching and moan. And it was fun to hear Bill Walton, you know,
1: just go crazy just
3: and be excited.
1: Anytime he's talking. Matt, Matt Vaskirgin bitched and moaned about Jessica Mendoza's favorite baseball movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Being a league of their own. I saw all these female Cub fans and their male allies yelling about that on Twitter, just being like, how could... he? What do you call it? He called it cliché. Yep, cliché. What a
2: dickhead. (laughs) I mean, that's like... I mean, number one, that movie is a good fucking movie. Like, it may not be your favorite,
1: but it's a good movie. Because Rookie of the Year isn't (laughs) cliché. You know what I mean? Like, what was his? Feel the dreams? The natural? Yeah, every, every son who
2: has... Uh, maybe some unresolved issues with their father who loves Field of Dreams. They're all cliche now, too. No, it's
1: just the fucking way you feel. It's still a good movie. All baseball movies are cliche. It's the fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. Um, you know, the no. other thing
3: I'm going to say about attendance, and this may be interesting because it's going to affect Cubs, uh, Cubs games next year, is the Cubs have announced that during the school year they're moving start times back. So instead of the traditional 7:05 start, they're going to be starting the games at 6:40.
1: Yeah, but 20 fucking minutes. So Oh, what? they're moving them Okay.
2: When you they're, said back, I thought you meant later. No, they're moving them forward.
3: Put a, earlier. Earlier yeah, earlier, th- earlier so more people can watch it, which again May not seem like a huge difference. You're talking what seven oh five starts, so you're talking about twenty five minutes roughly.
1: Yeah, that's that, yeah. No, six o'clock is what they should have done. I think. Yeah, because yeah, you, you still get it, daylight, and it's goddamn winter. They're playing eighteen games in March and April. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at least like gives us give us like it still gets dark at five when they started. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be. It's not even daylight savings yet. Barely. No, it just right. it just it happened. Anyway, I, I do like that they moved it up. But, it, but I think that could help attendance. But here's the reason, I think, the main reason why attendance is down baseball-wide. People would rather look at a screen. And it's just easier. It's less expensive. You see the game in many ways better. And I think that the, the baseball, to a lot of people, that like are maybe like... I mean, there's a lot... Cubs fans are different. You know They're the people that go out there every day. There's a culture to it, but how did that culture get created? It got created very organically, and it got created because of WGN. That's all off, and they're trying to do this and that to to change it all. But it really, what happened was they had day games on WGN, and and everybody from Jose to, in Puerto Rico to Kevin up in Toronto to uh, you know Bob out in London. Grew up watching that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's why we have people listening to this show from all over the world.
3: Well, when you talk when you talk about fun ambassadors to the game, you're also talking about Harry Carey.
1: Oh, big time! Yeah, so like Bill Walton, like you know, like have somebody like him. I think A Rod's on there to be a train wreck. To be honest, on Fox, like or whatever it is, ESPN. Um, He's on there to be a train wreck.
2: The other thing is with the screens, though, is that locally those screens are limited very much so like if you know I live out here in Colorado I can watch any Cubs game whenever I want because I happen to live a long fucking way away but I'm not going to go to a Cubs game next week because I can't and the people who live in Chicago who could go like maybe if they see it on TV they're like oh this is interesting I'm watching this game and I could go to the game, and it's literally just down a street. I could go do it. <laughs> but you can't do that because you have to have the very specific package to get the game. Or for the Cubs, you just got to find out what channel it might be on. Yeah. But you have no idea what channel it's going to be on every night.
1: It's just, it's too expensive. There's all sorts of reasons people are going. And it's
2: expensive. And, and yeah, yeah, there's lots of things. But you want people who... Live near the stadium to have the most access to the screen because it really does drive people in. Oh yeah. The Blackhawks had that blackout for decades and nobody went to those fucking games. And then like as soon as the old man died and they put the games on TV, people started to be like, Oh, there's a team here. This is good. It helped that they were a great team, but still.
3: No, if you're, yeah, if you're talking blackouts and stuff like that, I mean, every Cubs convention, we sit there with the Iowa contingency mad that they can't see games, you know, and those are, those are, those are what you're doing is when you sit there with these dumb blackouts, you just literally are cutting the fans off from your product.
1: Yeah. Everybody's mad about it. The Cubs don't seem to care because they make a lot of money anyway. Um, I think it would take people really, you know, banding together and like maybe not, Subscribing to the MLB package at all, and really just, but they still might not care. I mean, it, Rob Manfred hates baseball. I don't expect that they're going to do anything right. R- by the way, Rob Manfred is in the middle, just the middle of that steroid scandal, doing fucked up shit, by the way. <laughs> and now he's the commissioner. And I was like, what? What? I'm like, I was, because I didn't really clock the steroid thing because no Cubs really got caught. You no, know, I'm it was like A Rod yeah. and Braun got caught kind of in that too. A bunch of guys got caught, but like the Cubs weren't involved. Um, anyway, uh, I don't have any more TFCs, really. Do, do you have one? Yeah, I've got one. Or
2: I've got two. So one is an article on NBCSports.com. Javi Baez voted favorite MLB player by Little Leaguers. You know, and the Cubs tweeted out, Javi is at number one in just your hearts, Cubs fans. And then... Uh, some dude named Tom chimes in. He's number negative two hundred and fifty four for me. So apparently, Javi is number negative two hundred fifty four on his list of favorite baseball players.
1: Yeah, is he a little leaguer? Is Tom in in little league? Because I don't think you could have Twitter at that age. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know. I want
2: to see the entire list.
1: Of his, because- of his least two hundred his least favorite two hundred fifty four baseball players. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
5: Exactly.
1: yeah. Uh, Milton no, Bradley's uh, up there, probably. Well who's that? Milton Bradley. So oh, uh, yeah. what, what's your other one? Uh, Carly, do you have one?
3: Uh no, I do
1: not. Alright, yeah, okay. you 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 might not even know about it. <laughs> we just say fucked up shit that people said online. But give yeah. me your other one so we can end this show. We're at two hours. Crawley's yeah, sure. already in his getaway car, trying to get out.
3: I'm trying, man. Dude, <laughs> the cops—they're everywhere.
2: No, this is uh, this was posted on the sledding down the hill on the cardboard boxes, and Joe Madden did it, and then uh, and David Ross was in these videos. Yeah, and Dennis says, uh, "Crap! I guess this means David Ross will be calling the game and not Jessica Mendoza." Ach. I could barely tolerate him when he was actually helping the team win. Also, doesn't Madden realize he just gave A-holes a gift to use during the Cubs next losing streak or when he's
1: fired? So yeah, that's a person I'm, that I'm, loves I'm sure uh, that's fun. What, what Madden's thinking. He's like, he's like, Oh, look at all these little leaguers. You know what? When I'm fired next month, I'm gonna give these motherfuckers a gif. I'm going down on a cardboard box. First of all, I was like, "Why is this the thing that they do?" I was a little perplexed by the entire cardboard box down the hill thing because, like, I didn't know that was what you did. I was like, "I mean, you sled in the winter. I get it's a sled hill, but they just slide on cardboard boxes." And have you That's never slid? Thing.
2: Have you never slid down a hill on a cardboard box?
1: No. Oh, I wait till winter. I'm from Chicago.
2: That's well, a winter I mean- activity. Have you ever done a slip and slide? That's basically fucking sledding. That just hurts. <laughs> right. And this doesn't hurt as much. But no, yeah. they they have a little hill. I don't know. For whatever reason, little kids like to do shit like that. I
1: don't get it. I never was that childish.
2: Yeah, it's fun. And it's actually even more fun when you do it as an adult. Hold on. My theme song's playing. <laughs> 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 So I, you know what? Your scavenger hunt, Danny, is to go find a hill in a cardboard box and and film yourself sliding down the hill.
1: Nobody will. I want to see the this is joy this is not just- the content that I am responsible for on this earth. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's our show. It, we went very long. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's the off day. Everybody have a good night. I imagine some of you will listen to this immediately, and other of, of you will listen to it tomorrow. But uh, let's go Cubs. And I bid you all a fine. Spigog. Sp-cog. Kaka. All this season, shaky bullpen blowing ball games after seven innings. They're not scoring while they're traveling. What the hell has happened to this fucking team when they go on the road? Man the car Chicago. the Cubs blow
5: on the road. The Cubs blow on
1: the road.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
5: The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about,
0: all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret?